<clears throat> yeah. Bam, we're live. Caleb, do I use the... Or is that only for my show? Or for this show too? No. No, no. Okay, I didn't think so. No thongs. I feel like we should have a, <clears throat> a specific one for the disc golf shows, just like the post-production companies have. Fair. Do you like those little intro musics? <clears throat> uh, um, you yeah. You skip through them, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're cheesy. No, I don't skip through anything, but I watch it at like one and a qu- I've been watching it one and a quarter time. Yep. And I, I wish I could... I wish I could keep the time code up the entire time. I watch it on YouTube. Oh, I wonder if there's a setting in YouTube where I can do that on the TV. I don't know. Does anyone know? Brian Friend, Caleb Beaver on the back end. This is our fourth golf show, and they are going, as they say, old people say, swimmingly well. Elizabeth, Jeremy Three, they are fine. It's a great podcast. I don't know who you're talking to, but okay. Uh, Yash, good to see you. Bruce Wayne, agreed. Elizabeth, what are you guys talking they about? They think we're they think we're fighting. <clears throat> oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are fine. It's a great. Po- oh, because uh, Brian hung up the other day when I called him during the live show. Did we talk about that? What do you mean? Like, if you said we haven't talked about that, I called you and I said, "Hey, what's up?" You said, "Hey," I said, "Hey, I'm live. I'm wondering if we're doing the golf show." And you said, "Are we really live?" And I said, "Yeah." And then it was like, click. And then you left. <laughs> yeah, then we we, we party. I, I I did for a slight second think, oh my god, is he was he sleeping? <laughs> we did talk about it. Remember, you called me and you're like, oh my god, that was amazing when you hung up on me on the show the other day. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. My favorite part. Ja, Heimberg absolutely crushed it. D- easy, buddy. Easy. He did okay. Let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it. Let's not ruin it. But I appreciate your passion. Uh, Mr. Walters, I heard you loud and clear. Yes, guests. Uh, Mike Hawk, Kenny Walters again. Jeremy, I hope you're wrong as Brian makes a lot of great shows. I think they both realize that they're very important to each other. Brian's athlete connections and Seve. Oh, people, you guys really do think we're fighting? No, not, not in the, even the slightest. Not even a not even a speed bump, but I appreciate the, if it adds to the interest in the show, we can, um, we can, um, shake it up a little bit. I'm here for Brian. Thank you, Audrey. Uh, is this the, uh, Frisbee stuff again? Tis Paul Scanlon. Good evening, folks. Uh, you guys, there is a guy that you're going to see today. Chris Clem Clemens. This guy's fucking the stereotypical Frisbee player. You guys are going to appreciate him. Full blown, the long hair, he could be in a Will Ferrell movie. They need to do a Frisbee movie, right? Will Ferrell needs to do a... Right? Those comedian guys, don't that, you think? Will Ferrell, Bill, pretty good, yeah. Bill Murray. <laughs> like, they need to do a... <laughs> yeah, uh, something like they, where they do the ice skating. They did the, like, ABA basketball one. They could definitely do one for disc golf. It would be amazing. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's the drama. Uh, Ken Walters. Uh, Greg goes on yesterday's podcast. Brian hung up on Sevy when he called to ask him a question. And on the quarters recap show, Brian popped right after the podcast. Oh, yes. Double tension with Talander. T-Lander. A T-Lander. I uh, came here to get hydrated by Sevon. Oh, that's cool. That's sweet. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Ortega, the guy with the best profile picture in the game. I feel Brian's type of guy uh, to not half-ass anything. He only full has full asses all things. Yeah. I had the exact same question again today. Someone goes, why are you doing the um, uh, Frisbee show? I go, because because Brian's full to full into it. And I am I just want to do anything that anyone's fully into. Uh, Greg goes, the best two in the business. Well, thank you. 
that a girl? Who would have thought the gray ghost was a girl? That's like a boy's name, right? <clears throat> the gray lady is a girl. It's a ghost okay. from Harry Potter. It is? Uh-huh. Um, uh, I need more drama. Uh, pretend you're angry at each other. All right. Well, I can call him again. And he can hang up again. We can keep it going. Uh, Trevor Merchant, a Canadian $11. This thumbnail is amazing. I haven't seen it. <laughs> Have you seen it? Is it a Bruce Wayne epic? Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what it's from, but it's pretty good. Uh, Jethro Cardona hit the like nerds. Uh, disc golf is fun and interesting. <laughs> Asshole. Wow. That's Pat Barber. No, it's from the hangover. Oh, is and that me in the, that's Brian and I'm in the, um, little babies outfit. Yes. Oh my God. Well, at least they got a little Sevon's disc golf show and there's a, uh, a Frisbee. The Seven Podcast on it. Oh my goodness! I'd let you carry me around like that, Brian. I'd put you through a few baseline strength tests, and I'd jump right in. Mm-hmm. Is thirty ring muscles for time one of them? Yeah. How do you, you do that? Two sets of fifteen? <clears throat> no. Oh, I did fifteen sets of two. Oh, nice. Okay. Hey, what about the that other question I asked you in that thread? Can I bring that up, or is that for a different show? Just ask it. Okay. There, there were three errors in regards to uh, Becca Voigt. Where was that posted? Yeah. How could there be three errors about someone who's been in the games 15 times? Um, I guess for the same reason that there's been errors on the CrossFit Games Instagram page, emails of the day, <clears throat> and news things that go out to athletes and community for the entire year. The, the weights used um, at 20, at 23.1. Wow. That was, that was pretty crazy. Um, just so you guys know, I'll I'll fill you in here. So it's not just a complete, um, I took a screenshot of it. These were the, these were the air, uh, Rebecca Voigt. They said she qualified 14 times. She'd qualified 15 times. They said she had, uh, she has two event wins, not just one event win. Like they, they said, and she's podium four times, uh, not three as a master's athlete. And those were all things that uh, Brian had to correct. And you don't even work for them. They don't pay you or nothing. Right. Uh, for the games every year, they pay me a little bit. Oh, oh, to come there and just hang out? Well, you not get last year, out? I guess, but the other years, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's crazy. it's crazy. Well, it's nice of you to do that free work for them, to send them that information. <clears throat> Very nice of you. We're lucky to have you. Round two, part one. Oh, shit, I didn't even write the name of the course. It's a brand new course, never been played before. True. Is Never that been true? seen before. Yeah. Wasn't that last week also? Uh, I think so. Yes, but the courses were extremely different. Uh, twelve daily dose. Do, twelve twelve daily dose of stuff. Forty nine ninety nine. Thank you. Wow. Uh, hold on, Brian. Let's make some money. Stoked to learn about disc golf. Thanks for letting me back, Savvy Baby. Yeah, I'm sorry that you got booted. There's very, there's very few, there's, we just don't, I think we don't, we don't, there's only, we, we don't, there's only one thing we really don't tolerate. And I, you couldn't possibly have done it in the chat, so I'm not sure. But welcome back. Okay. Uh, so how do you, wasn't last week's course a, um, look at Spiegel's not happy. Uh, wasn't um, last week's course also the first time that course had been played? Yeah. Yep. Interesting. 
two weeks in a row. And j- just give me a, a sort of a thing real quick. So this, the first three um, shows we covered, first three weeks we covered, those were all part of some point system that goes to some championship. But this one we're covering today is not part of that. Yes and no. Okay. So it has a different name. It's under a different umbrella. So the first three we covered were all what they would say are stops on the PDGA Disc Golf Tour, of okay. which there are 16 of those. And those are just like your baseline uh, tournaments. There are these. This is the first Silver Series event. There are still points available in the Silver Series event that contribute to the year round the, the year long points totals that you need to qualify for the tour championships, but they're half as many. <clears throat> so if you, if you usually get a hundred for winning a tournament, you only get 50 for winning this tournament. So they still contribute, but half as many points. There's not as many of them throughout the year. I think there's five or six maybe. And then in a few, in a month or so, we'll come up the first major and the major are worth one and a half to as many points. So in that example, you would get 150 points if you won. Uh, um, let me ask you this real quick. So, and I know you answered this. I heard you say it is part of the 16, but is it part of the 16? No. This is so not I did part hear it wrong. 16. Okay. I'm got to clarify. It's not part of one of the 16, Correct. but it, it, how many of these other events are there that contribute points, but aren't part of the 16? Is it half as many points? I thought I heard the guy say that as a regular half one. Half as many. So yeah, there's, there's 16 and they culminate in the disc golf pro tour championship. That's the 16th one of the pro tour stops. That will be in act on in, in middle of October. There are, is that lat is that championship number 16 or are there 15 that lead to the 16th? Yeah. Okay. And is that there one are, worth points or does you just have to win that one? You have to have enough points to qualify for that. Okay. And then once you get in the format for that tournament is different than any of the other tournaments. Um, and there are three, uh, there are three silver or four silver series events also throughout the year. So there's, Really, there's 19, well, and there's three, four majors. So there's actually 23 points earning potentials before the 24th tournament, with it, which is the Tour Championship. Okay, okay. So there's 16 of these, and then there's another uh, eight. Yeah, I could. I mean, okay. we could put a we could put a, a graphic if you want to see it, what it looks like. Sure. And um, then, ha, and, Caleb, and how I'm much? Is, share with you a document right now called uh, it's the Fantasy Disc Golf League. But if you just go to the All Tournaments tab, we can see exactly what he's asking. Are you sending that to? Is Caleb on that? I'm sending it to Caleb. Yeah. Okay. So there's 16 of these. How much are these 16 worth each? And then, and then, how much is this silver one? Uh, well, you, uh, if you win, the, the regular ones are 100. Hundreds of maximum points you can earn, but then points taper down from there. And this one, the max you can earn is 50. 50, and they taper down from there. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. All right. And it was a different production company that I had never seen before that produced this one. Yeah. So the big like the big production companies, Jomez Pro and Gatekeeper Media, will be at all of the, the, the big stops. But for these smaller events, there's some there are a lot of other um, post-production companies that cover disc golf, actually, if you scroll like search around on YouTube. This one's called Central Coast Disc Golf. They've you know also been for a while. It's your email address. Um, uh, just so you know, uh, for anyone who's uh, watching from these production companies of these golf shows, if you are watching this, uh, Central Coast Disc used a shot that I haven't seen in any of the other events that I've watched um, in the previous three weeks, and it's a wide shot of a guy on the tee. 
and it shows about a complete three or 400 yards and sorry, three or 400 feet. And with that wide shot is the first time I ever got a perspective of really how far these guys are throwing it. It's a really wide shot. The guy looks like an ant and then you see the disc go up in the air. And then when you see that, you're like, Oh shit. And just so you know, one of the commentators said something in this podcast or sorry, in this TV show covering the golf that you should all recognize. Well, at least it really impacted me. Just the distance that they're throwing these, these guys were saying could be an Olympic event. Meaning even if you didn't have do golf, even if you didn't have them going towards a basket, if you just line these guys up and just had them throw it as far as they could, people would be blown away. And when I saw these wide shots, and I can really throw a Frisbee far, but when they were showing these wide shots, it was crazy. It was absolutely bonkers. <clears throat> I like I've told you before, I have not been to a pro disc golf tournament, but mm-hmm. everyone I know who has been says the same two things. You cannot believe how far they throw it, and you cannot believe how hard they putt it. They, they put it into the basket. Right. It, it doesn't translate to TV. Yeah. I mean, you, you like you can watch and be like, oh, that's looked like it hit the chains hard. Or, oh man, 550 feet. But until you see someone throw a disc that's flying in the air 550 feet. All right. Sorry, Caleb. I don't know what to tell you then. All good. We'll get it next time. Uh, uh, herpes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not blow our load this time, Caleb. Let's save something for episode five. Uh, herpes free since 2003, 499. All right, Brian, Mr. Friend, you're such an expert at frolf. I think he means Frisbee golf. Tell me the definitions of these three terms. Buttery Richard get skinny. What the fuck is that? <clears throat> I think it would have been helpful to have commas where they're supposed to be a, but I'm guessing that buttery means smooth. Richard, I have no idea. And getting skinny probably means that you're like threading a needle through a tight line of trees. There you go. Uh, uh, 12 daily doses. How far do they throw a hundred? No, they're throwing 200 yards. There's a, uh, you'll see a shot today where a guy throws it 605 feet. It's, it's, uh, and listen, I can it, throw it about a hundred yards. They throw I was going to say, yeah, in my hate, I don't know about a Frisbee golf, but my heyday, I could throw just a regular Frisbee from end zone to end zone at a football field. And it was crazy. People, it would blow people's minds that I could do that. And, uh, two of those, I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of need to see it in person. I know it's insane. Well, there's one right in there in Santa Cruz. You can go to it. Where, oh, to a tournament. Yeah. Oh, when is that? What's the date on that? Mm, I have to check. Definitely going. I was sitting in the park today on a bench from and watching my kids skate like at a hundred feet away. It's a, it's a weird skate park. It's basically, it's a big park, but it's not a skate park. It's like one of the oldest skate parks in the world. It's called Derby. I don't know if you want to bring it up, Caleb, you don't have to, but it's a trip. Oh, master series, Santa Cruz masters cup presented by Innova discs, mm-hmm. May 13th to the 15th. Yep. Oh, it's a silver series event as well. There you go. Oh. I should. Oh well, let's read out to Matt. Let, uh, let's. I'm gonna write that guy's name down and look him up on Instagram and try to get him on to promote. Maybe I event. should come out there for that one. We'll go cover it from the course. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be awesome. Okay, so uh, I'm sitting on this park bench and I'm I'm looking at this like just piece of concrete that flows through the grass and it's a, it's a it's a crazy old school um, skate spot and a cop walks up to me. And, and I, I look homeless as fuck. Like, I look like this. And I'm on the phone with Haley, and I said, hey, and he doesn't know. Yeah, that's it right there. And I'm sitting on a bench that's uh, that that way. 
probably like a hundred feet, two hundred feet. And the cop walks up to me, and I'm on the phone with Haley, and I say to him, I say to Haley, I'm like, "Hey, uh, I'm leaving now." And the cop thinks I'm saying that to him. Hey, I'm leaving now. And he goes, you don't have to. You're fine. You're fine, Sevon. I'm like, oh, what? And I was like, I wasn't talking to you. And he's like, oh, oh. He thought, <laughs> like I was talking to my wife as he walked up. He's like, oh. I'm like, how do you know my name? He's like, dude, huge fan of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. All right. Good to go. He's like, I'm listening to it right now. That would have been great. <laughs> Him getting arrested again. Okay, uh, what's the name of the course, Brian? That we're at. It's it's a shame. I didn't. I'm, I don't have it. <clears throat> it's a it's a strange name for the course, but uh, I can't even remember what they called it. Like the oh shit. Well, the title of the honestly, the, the title of this tournament was pretty dumb. It was so long. It was like the 28th annual Innova Open at uh, Texas State Championships, but the course name Brock Park. That's the word I couldn't think of. A new course, Brock Park. Okay, Brock Park. And it's a, it's a, is this the, was it an old public golf course? Is that what it is? It's an old public golf course. Yeah. And they and they just built a disc golf course on it and they actually built two two disc golf courses, uh, one for the men and one for the women. So the women played mostly different holes than the guys. Is that normal? They usually have the same baskets or or tee pads and sometimes both, but often, you know, there's um maybe you have the same hole but the men is a par three and the women's a par four or you'll have two tee pads a long and a short and the men will play from the long and the women will play from a short or two baskets and the men will play to the long and the women will play to the short hey is that is that is there a common distance like uh 85 of the length of the field or something like they or they, <clears throat> they'd remove 15 percent of the distance so if it's a thousand foot um men's course they make it 850 for the women and then just keep the par the same 850 par five uh not no not necessarily not, not not a uniform number no uh, and then we get into the uh, – we're going to do a whole show on that later, Mooney. What is a woman? But to- totally fair question. Okay. Yeah, so the men's are the blue. The women's are the pink. And this wow, property is crazy. massive. Like that bridge in the middle, I think it's like 350 feet long. Yeah, they set up some beautiful shots with that bridge in there. A lot of people at the event, like 400 people. Yeah, it looked well attended. And you can see here that there's some really long holes. This is a bomber's course. You got to be able to throw it far. But they put up out of bounds everywhere. So you also have to be accurate. Okay, guys, as you know, all of these events by now, you've probably figured out they are three rounds, meaning all the players. Uh, not at always the ev- three rounds, just the, the ones we've been doing recently are. Okay, take take two. As you guys know, all the events we've been covering up to this point have been three rounds. This one is no well, actually, different. Actually, the first one we did was four rounds. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. Okay, guys, listen. <laughs> this event is three rounds, and three rounds means that all the players will play 18 holes, and they, play the, they, they all play the 18 holes in groups of four, and then they rest, and then they play all the holes in groups of four, uh, 18 holes, and they rest, and then they have the final day. And each of those days is called uh, round one, round two, and round three. And it's on three separate days. Uh, p- uh, they play the front nine and then the back nine. So it's <clears throat> holes one through nine and then holes 10 through 18. So we're going to start and skip straight up to day two like we have every time. Is that yeah. part true? Yeah. Uh, day one was pretty cold day, uh, some wind, and uh, – you know, we'll see the guy that the four guys we're going to watch now are the four guys that shot the best on that day. 
And uh, humidity was day two was a perfect day as opposed to the first day that Brian was talking about being a cold day. Uh, humidity, not a factor, a perfect day for golf. And we start on hole one. Uh, Brian is the king of extortion. Don't mess, mess with his airtime again, Savon. I don't know what that means, but okay. <clears throat> um, sloppy question. They don't do staggered starts. No, it's not like a shotgun start. So, a lot of times the course designers have a specific, it's like the course is telling a story. So they want you to start at a certain point, go through a stretch of holes and end at a certain point. So everyone starts at one and finishes at 18. The tee times start early in the morning. The women almost always play first and start between seven or 8 a.m. And the men usually finish when basically close to sunset. And so the, a round of the tournament usually lasts all day from the first women's group that tees off to the last men's group that finishes. And is this last card always, does it always go last? Yeah. The, the best um, guys featured card or the lead card always goes last. Yes. For the men. Okay. And there's two terms you'll hear. This is the, uh, like Brian said, the lead card. And then sometimes there'll be a, what's called the chase card and they're both filmed. And so today, and last week we covered the chase card this week, we're just covering the lead card. Uh, so, you know, all right. Part of that is because this tournament <clears throat> is it's uh it's not one of those made in 16 stops. So not all the best players played in this. There are still tons of good players that played. The best currently the best player in the world played in it and um so we'll get to see a couple of guys that that have been close or even that have done well but haven't made it onto the coverage in the other tournaments. So it's nice to we can get to learn a few more characters in the story. Uh in in the last 2 weeks uh Brian pointed out to us were the closest to uh, I don't know what you call them, tournaments. Mm-hmm. What do you call these things? Tournaments in the history of the sport. So they had back-to-back weeks with just tons of dudes uh, within striking distance of the podium the, the entire three days. So keep that in mind. As you I, look I actually was uh, yeah. watching one of Simon Lazat's blogs this week, and he said, "I uh, in the middle of that last round, I was in 40th place, and I finished in second because it was that tight. Wow, he shot really well on the back nine and moved from 40th all the way up to second overall. It's insane. Like you can't. That's unheard of. Crazy. Okay, uh, 340. I want to introduce you to a new guy. Uh, this guy has the nicest body of any of the players we've covered to date. Uh, Seven. We have a very, very important person in the chat. He shares my last name. I'm looking. Oh, Kevin, friend Brian, can you show the woman on lead or chase card at Waco? He's talking about the woman that missed all those putts from close range that we covered last time. And that's my brother, by the way. Oh, Kevin. Hi. Oh yeah. What happened? What happened? That's the, that's the best woman in the world. She's, they, they say that she's the best at throwing the disc. So she's got a great accuracy, great distance, but her putting is, is atrocious at times. You guys, this looked like, um, it looked ridiculous. Do we still have that anywhere, Caleb? Okay. Okay, uh, the guy you're looking at, his name is Ezra Adderhold. Uh, it almost sounds like a trick name that someone would use in the side, Ezra Adderhold. Aderhold. Uh, Aderhold. Uh, hadn't hadn't seen him <clears throat> before. Uh, buff, tucks his shirt in, wears his pants a little too tight, uh, letting the ladies know he's got a great body. Uh, he is here in the lead card. Uh, and he's one of the guys that I was referring to. He actually has a second place finish at the opening tournament of the year in Las Vegas, but he was never on either the lead or chase card. He just had a really, he was close, 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 had a really good final round. Second place is incredible. It was his best finish ever in one of those caliber tournaments. So it's nice that we finally get to see him here. 
And the guys you're going to see uh, on this um, round two, part one, uh, Ezra Adderhold, uh, Kyle Klein, uh, v- Calvin, Vinny, Heimberg, and uh, Joel Freeman. Those are the four cats uh, that we're going to be following. It may be worth noting that Calvin Heimberg had the hot round or the best round in round one. So he's coming in as a leader starting the day. Minus 10. Minus 10. Meaning in the first round, he shot... Uh, um, I mean, 10 birdies and eight pars. I mean, I know that's not what he shot, but that's how you it is actually it. exactly what he shot. Oh, well, shit. There you go. And he had a one stroke lead on Joel Freeman and a two shot shot lead over Kyle Klein and Ezra Aderhold. Okay. Fantastic. Okay. Uh, don't worry, uh, Caleb, if you can't find it, we, do, at some point we, you guys were, uh, you guys will, will show you. Oh, look at here. It comes, uh, Ezra Adderhold my beer. Yeah, not bad. Okay, look at this. This is just ridiculous. This is the this is this is why we haven't covered women's golf yet. Oh man, that's not going to go well. Let me take another shot at that. Uh, we should cover women's golf because of this. Okay, here we go. Watch this. This this is Evelina did miss the par opportunity she had a moment ago. So this is for bogey. For bogey. For bogey. <laughs> hey, what was she looking at? It sounded like she hit the cameraman. Sound like she hit the camera. By the way, uh, the, she was vaccinated uh, just two days prior to this. I, I'm just correlate, correlate, just a correlate. Left with. This is almost exactly where she was two putts ago. <laughs> oh shit! They say that stuff in the commentary. Or is that a joke? And That's it's so sad to yeah, see her going that. through these putting struggles again this year. She was in the lead for the final round of this tournament last year. She turned off and then the tournament was out of her hands and there was no coming back. Oh my God. <laughs> hey, Hey, listen, can you pause this? The, I, every show I watch with the men, I'm waiting for them to miss that shot and they've never missed it. That shot right there. Like, I'm like, dude, they don't even look at the basket. They, they look at Caleb's got his arms up and is dying. Caleb's dying in the back there. I could see him. I mean, that was ridiculous. It's almost like she was paid to miss. That's the movie. That's the Will Ferrell movie right there. Yeah, fake. I know. How about those birds were fake, too? What the fuck is up with the recording and the mix of that? <laughs> Jethro uh, Cardona trying to relate. This was Lauren Fisher on the P-bars. I don't remember that, but that doesn't sound nice. Uh, uh, Jeremy Garcia, I make that shot uh, uh, eight natties uh, deep. Uh, for those of you who don't know, natty is a very cheap American beer, and he's eight of them is is like one shot of uh, whiskey. Man, that's pathetic. Okay, we'll leave her alone. I'll get her on the show and talk to her about that. Okay, oh, back to the buff guy. Uh, okay, here we go. Uh, uh, we're starting off, guys. Uh, got a long night ahead of us. Let's rock and roll. Ezra Adderhold, uh, 340 off the T hole one, looking buff. Pretty difficult opening hole, <clears throat> very few birdies any day. It doesn't, there's nothing that like seems that difficult about it, but the way that the trees are set up in the fairway, just you have to beat one tree that has a red stripe on it that you're going to see. You have to stay to the right of that. And he did not. So he came up short of the tree there. So that's missing the mandatory. But even if you get past that, there's a bunch of other trees that make the shot into the green pretty difficult. And there's out of bounds surrounding the green as the case with most of these holes. So I think there was like 
two to five birdies every day on this hole. Uh, four thirty. Kyle uh, goes for a shot. Uh, this is this. So n- n- pay attention here. This is this guy's. Is this the shot? Just massive spike hyzer. He's going over out of bounds the entire time, basically, and he spikes it in there 20, 30 feet away. Oh, okay. I had that wrong then. I said uh, hits a tree and it cost him shot two. Oh, yeah, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He hit a tree on that shot before that that was out of bounds, and it bounced his disc back inbounds. And then uh, he threw uh, it up from there. You're right. Sorry. And thank you. My notes are all jacked up. Go back to 430. I want to ask you about this here real quick. I think I think this is... I think there was a question here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, okay. That's what it was. Simply what it was. What Brian is saying is, is that in his first uh, tee, uh, first shot, um, Kyle hit that tree, and then it, it bounced back in. That's legit. You, mm-hmm. If you hit a tree that's out of bounds and your ball bounces back in, your disc bounces back in, you're good to go. You don't get it out of bounds. Yeah, it's wherever your disc comes to rest. If it's in bounds, it's good, no matter what happened before that. How did you remember that? Remember we rehearsed all of these 17 times before? Right. Uh, 520, um, Heimberg, Calvin, Vinny. This is the guy that uh, Brian uh, referred to as the best in the biz right now. So this is an awesome drive, and you see even here he has these this tight tunnel to navigate, low ceiling, and it's still pretty far. So he doesn't get it all the way to the pin, and that's why there were so few uh, birdies on the day. And then 604, uh, Heimberg going for the putt. <clears throat> That's Joel Freeman in the strawberry shirt behind him to the right. And uh, Heinberg misses the birdie. Yep, comes up short there. And he's been putting, you know, pretty well. So definitely had a chance there. Oh, uh, we cruise over to hole two. Not a lot of highlights here. We're going to skip straight to the end. Kyle Klein. How old is Kyle Klein? One of my other buddies I played disc golf with is in the chat now. Holy Tim cow. Hartwick. What's up, Tim? Mr. Hartwick, hi. How are you? Welcome to the show. You guys are making me nervous. Chill. I won't chill. And he's a massive Calvin Heimberg fan. Oh, yeah. Look at people are already busting nuts on us. Look at Aaron Felipe. Sevon's going to lose it when Calvin does the basketball shot. Holy crap. Okay. Uh, Kyle Klein, how old is this this cat, Brian? Kyle's like 22 or 3, maybe. Okay. Definitely not a CrossFitter. Pretty bad miss for someone of his caliber, I would say. And look at Angry. Throws his disc down. little violence. Kyle's got to get his shit together. Hole three. Hole three, people. We're cruising along. A 12.50. Heinberg for his second throw. Yeah, and this hole, the green is extremely sloped. As you'll see when they get up there, that's like a really, really severe angle. This is an amazing shot, but... The challenge here is if you go short and you run it and it hits a cage, it's going to roll way further away, most likely, than you already were. And if you go too long and you're putting back at a basically just a drop off to, you know, if you miss that putt, you're going to be 100 plus feet from the basket. So getting a good upshot here is critical. Ezra Adderhold uh, at 14 uh, for the putt. Uh, commentators are mentioning why this hole is so scary and why this basket is so scary. <clears throat> Yeah. yeah, so yeah, you have to make a decision here. Are you just going to lay it up and take the par, or are you going to run it knowing that if you miss, it's going to be a big consequence? He hits the chains, barely misses. It glances off the outside, and I'm assuming we're going to see where his next putt is from. Uh, yep. 
damn, you figured me out. 1440. So you guys just saw that uh, off the top of the basket and how, look how far it went, man. Look how far he is now. The reverse angle on this is, is really crazy when they show it from the top in a second. Cause like from here, it's like, Oh, the basket's right there. <laughs> and then they turn the camera around and you're like, Oh my God. And, and you guys can, especially since he only missed by, you know, an inch or two. <laughs> yeah. He's tiny. He's tiny. And like that was honestly risky because if that hits the pole, it could just get up on edge and run again, run back down the hill again. If you guys are wondering also why um, Caleb pauses, is we can never play more than seven seconds or else, the, you know, we potentially just run into issues. Hopefully, after a while, these guys will just let us just run with their shit when they realize we're promoting it. Uh, 15 minutes. This is your first look at Mr. Strawberry Man, Joel Freeman. Joel is one of the probably one of the best 10 or 12 players in the world, but he doesn't get necessarily as much credit or recognition as a lot of the other guys do. And he does and does like to work for some pretty colorful outfits. Off the top of the basket, uh, but didn't get a bad roll. 15 of uh, 59. This is a replay. Um, I think. Yeah, this is the oh, yeah, slow-mo. Back, back it up like two seconds, yeah. Oh, yes. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead. So basically he stepped in a hole and then he somehow had the discipline or self-control to not throw this shot. And the commentators talked about this on the live and also on the post-production is like, this is just ridiculous. Like you shouldn't, the disc has to come out of your hand there. And in fact, when I asked Calvin about it, he's like, I'm not even sure how I held on to that. But the course is in Houston and it has areas of the course that have a little bit uneven footing because it's crawfish season. And the crawfish push, push these little pieces of dirt up that they call chimneys and make for some uneven footing on parts of the course. There are a few holes, some of the longer holes, that the athletes were actually trying to, or the golfers are actually trying to lay up short of the areas that the uh, crawfish were really prevalent in. Uh, is that Napoleon Dynamite running? So, so is that, that's a great one. Is um, that Was that on hole three? That was just prior to that hole? I think it was prior to the shot that we showed that he threw. Like he was going to throw. He had a bad footing, didn't throw, and then he reset and threw it right up there under the basket. Uh, Timothy Hartwick, those crawfish chimneys almost took my guy out. So this is like marshland. You're saying that basically crawfish are crawling out of creeks and laying eggs in like soft dirt around there. <clears throat> yeah, there's just some un some uneven footing, and the crawfish were causing some of it, yes. Problems we don't have in California. A uh, whole four. 1720. This is a long shot. This is about uh, 20 seconds. I'm not sure how Caleb's going to show us this. Maybe it'll be 30 seconds. But this is an aerial of hole four, which really will give you a great perspective on just how um, how difficult it is what these guys are doing here. This is off the tee. Oh, maybe I started you too soon. Maybe you had to go back further. Sorry, we're already at the bucket. Sorry, Caleb. Yeah, this, I mean, this is a, it's a 400 foot shot, but you have to get it, you know, it's not just a straight, a straight line. Like you have to throw it out at those trees and then have it finish left, or you have to take a more aggressive line over the left set of trees. But if you do that, it's a really tight angle. And, um, it's like, if you go left early, then it's out of bounds. So it's a pretty specific line. You have to throw it much more than 400 feet. It's slightly uphill. It probably plays more like 480 feet and those trees on the right side, 
can can knock your disc down. So pretty demanding shot here. Hey, um, so you can't see that basket from the tee? No. Okay. Uh, 18, um, uh, Joel Freeman from the tee, our strawberry guy, guy with the strawberry shirt. Yeah, and I, like I said, he's an underrated player in general. And one of the things that people underrate for him is just his distance. You know, he can throw it just about as far as as many of the guys, but you don't—they don't often talk about it. And here, he he threw a line drive, basically got a nice skip, and he's deep in the basket. Uh, one of the things these camera guys do uh, that probably everyone just takes for granted is they always show this shot, and then they are smart enough to always from here zoom out and just show you how close it is to the basket, so you can appreciate how good the shot is. <clears throat> a nuance that's vital to the appreciation of the event. 1836, Ezra Adderhold, wearing a Schmedium shirt off the tee. Yeah, and he, and he is well-known for his distance, throws it very far. The tournament he got second place in was in Vegas, which is also a really long course. This is pretty tight, but he clears the corner, and that's about as good as you're going to see. Uh, almost a hole one. Yeah, probably about five feet short. Uh, Joel Freeman takes the lead in this hole. Uh, Calvin with a bogey. So Calvin did what the one mistake you can't really afford to do here is he came in early and went out of bounds. He had to go play to the drop zone, which is that blue sign in the distance back there. And it's almost impossible to make it. So he, yeah, he just had to lay up from there and take the four. Hole five. We will go straight to the putt at 22. Calvin Klein going for Kyle a, Klein. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Uh, Kyle Klein. Uh, going for a monster putt. Yeah, so this is another basket where the landing zone is very specific. If you go past the pin, it just kind of tapers off, and I even think there's some out-of-bounds back there. So to get this to land short and stay like this does is, like, it's incredibly difficult and touchy. It's not the longest hole, but it's a very specific um, distance control. And that wasn't Kyle Klein. That was uh, Heinberg. It looked like maybe from second shot or off the tee. What I wanted to show you was uh, Kyle Klein doing a big putt. Maybe it comes right after this. Yeah, probably. And it's par three. So that was, yeah, that was Calvin's tee shot. And he's in a range we would expect him to make birdie from. Here's Kyle. And this is a very risky putt. Oh, man. <laughs> That's such a good putt. Um, if he misses that, it's going out of bounds deep. And he's going to take a five on the hole. But he hits it in the center of the chains, high in the basket. And it falls in. That's brick. Oh, it falls out. Yeah, close. Hit the chains, though, right? Yeah, yeah, hit the chains. So this is about as good of a miss as you thought. I thought he made this. Uh, 22-20. Ezra Adderhold for for a big, big shot. Yeah, so he also came up short. And here you can really see, like, once again, he's... And remember, he had that hole three where he missed, and it went long and cost him two shots. So here it's not as surprising that he comes up a little bit short. Uh, it looked like he hit it and went and rolled off the edge, right? It hit the cage and, and fell down. I think it stayed relatively close, though. Uh, Trish, thank you. Very generous. 99 cents. Thank you. She's watching on mute. Thank you. That's, that's the best way to watch it. Uh, 2255. When are we going to see Vinny show us that he's the best player in the world? Vinny for a birdie. Pretty good birdie to pick up here. What is that? 15 feet? Yeah. Hole six. Vinny and Joel tied at minus 12 for first place. 
2505, Joel Freeman, off the tee. And really, can't, now that, look, one, that one bogey that Calvin had that let Joel back into it. Now, look at that tee, guys. We'll go back and look at that one more time. Can we look at that one more time? What are these guys looking at? Uh, I mean, we're going to put you in this hole, and then somewhere outside there's a basket, and you guys got to just aim towards it. Yeah, so they all get there on Monday or Tuesday and play a couple practice runs ahead of time just to kind of figure out, especially on a new course, what shots they want to throw, where are the landing zones on blind, blind tee shots. And this is obviously a blind tee shot. Most of the guys, the right-handed players, are throwing turnover backhands here because they can get more distance out of it because it'll finish further and flatter. Joel's choosing to throw a forehand, which is just a more comfortable and consistent shot for him, knowing it'll make his second shot further. But this is just what he feels good with. Uh, there is a lot of misinformation out there in the uh, uh, Frisbee golf uh, world. This is not a uh, misinformation, although it's hard to believe. Uh, China does force the uh, Uyghur, 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 Uyghur Muslims to uh, make disc craft disc. This is uh, uh, 100% true. Man, one of the commentators, by the way, Brian, was ripping, kind of ripping on disc craft, and the other commentator didn't like it. Did you catch that? That was in the, in the fourth video part uh, i didn't uh, watch those videos i watched that one live i didn't watch the post-production gotcha okay uh uh joel freeman also plays with the gator disc he's and probably the, the best in the world with the gator and the gator has a uh, a whistle to it which none of the other discs have hmm. uh jethro cardona two dollars ah this isn't exactly the kind of compliment i wanted uh this has a mystery science theater 3000 vibe to it ay 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 uh dollar 99 uh if you'll talk about crossfit <laughs> oh man this is a tough start to the show uh 26 28 kyle klein second shot i'm not a, we're not prostitutes you can't buy us uh kyle klein second shot oh it looks like i may have gone too far here we go no, this is it <clears throat> so he threw back in off the tee. She's throwing, now he's choosing to throw a forehand. Pretty tight green here. Um, basically amazing shot. Perfect Beautiful shot. Beautiful shot. 27-20, uh, Ezra Adderhold from the bushes. And I hear, yeah, 27-20, Ezra Adderhold from the bush. Yeah, he's not very far here, but obviously it's a little uncomfortable and or untraditional. But... We've talked about in the past that these guys are pretty good at making those, um, you know, straddle out from a knee when they're not too far away. Uh, also, I think this was the first hole where uh, Kyle Klein uh, gets a birdie. He's not having a great. Yeah, look at him. Those are those gray marks down at the bottom are all pars, and a homeboy gets his first uh, birdie. Uh, yeah, Magnus, and, and to just to put in perspective, by that point, uh, Calvin had made three birdies. Joel had made four birdies, so he's fallen behind the pace. Uh, Magnus Holmgren, uh, 25 billion pesos from Mexico, just for Brian being happy. Thank you. Uh, Mason Mitchell, $1.99 for CrossFit. Shut it. Shut your... F uh, Jeremy Garcia, $2. I'm giving these golf shows the college try. I don't know what that means, but it, thank you. Yeah, Magnus. Yeah, tell him. Magnus, shut your mouth. Oh, no, no. Magnus is cool. Magnus gave money. He can do what he wants. <laughs> I'm talking about easy, Trish. Uh, hole seven. Uh, Calvin and, uh, Calvin, Calvin Heinberg, the man you're staring at right now. And Joel Freeman are both tied for first place, uh, at the tournament. Uh, 
uh, we're at that almost at the halfway point for the entire tournament. They're at minus 13, 28, 50. Vinny, by the way, Vinny, Calvin, and Heimberg are all the same person. You guys getting that? This is Vinny. Uh, 2850 Vinny from the T. So this, I said it was a really long course, but there are three holes on the course like this that are short par threes, less than 300 feet, and all of them move left to right. So the uh, the natural left to right moving shot for a right-handed player is a forehand, but most of these guys are throwing backhand here. Just be, it's It just fits the gap better, and that means that they're decent shots for left-handed players on the backhand. Um, and... We'll see in the final round that a left-hand player makes the lead card. I think that in general, this course played pretty well for the lefty. Uh, as uh, Mr. Beaver was pointing out to you guys uh, with his arrow, uh, Vinny hits a tree dead center, a uh, 29-17 Joel. And, that, and that, that tree collected a lot of discs uh, throughout the days. 29-17 uh, Joel Freeman from the tee right after our buddy Vinny. And the commentators are basically saying this is a tough forehand shot. And, but you know, we saw Joel go for the forehand when everyone threw backhand earlier on a longer shot. He tries it again here, but he ends up in the same place. Uh, Austin Hartman, nine ninety nine. I happen to enjoy the disc golf coverage. You jerk offs. Oh, thank you, Austin. It's really good. Uh, Crawdad uh, uh, reparations is a topic we should all discuss. Fair enough. Now you're with me. Now you're on my page. There you go. I knew you'd come around, buddy. I knew you'd come around. Uh, uh, so Joel, so we, uh, as Brian was saying, that tree's collecting discs. Vinny and uh, Joel both banged the tree head on. Twenty nine thirty. Ezra Adderhold. Now his turn off the tee, and he gets the turn that you want out of it. That's what the shot's meant to look like. So he's up there on the green. Uh, Twenty nine forty eight. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Klein, trying to take the lead here. Not take the lead. He's just trying to get some birdies going. Man, you really like this hole. Uh, my, minus th- they're both minus thirteen. Don't listen to Brian. Kyle's trying. Kyle, to, Kyle's I, minus nine. I no, he says minus thirteen. Oh shit! All right, Kyle ain't doing shit. Yeah, listen to Brian. Sorry, uh, Kyle Klein here. Great shot. He's uh, not t- trying to take the lead off the tee. But this is amazing for him because he's closer than all those guys. He's probably not expecting them to make it from way back there, at least the other two, maybe Ezra. So he thinks I might get a, a stroke on the entire card here. Uh, uh, Heimberg, minus 13. Freeman, minus 13. Halfway through the tournament. Go to the 30-minute mark. Calvin from 80 feet out. I'm so impressed with you, by the way. Thank you. I'm, I'm even more impressed with you. Whatever you're impressed with me, I'm twice as impressed with you. This is 80 feet away, and uh, that's outside of circle two. 66 feet is the edge of circle two, so this doesn't even count as a putt. This is considered a throw-in, but he putts it with one step forward, and the fact that he can get that much pace and control on a disc from 80 feet away, with and there's no, like, this is just coming from between his legs. Uh, like, go, go and try that. That is so, so hard to do. On my live feed the other day, I put a, uh, a one in from 10 feet away uh, while holding my camera. So that's only eight times as hard. Uh, Caleb Beaver making some executive decisions himself, uh, showing that shot twice. Uh, Dylan Vowell for the awesome demo team previewing the programming for the Masters athletes. What the fuck? Uh, Dylan, Dylan, lay off the ayahuasca. This is a Frisbee golf show, but thank you. And we won't be refunding your money. I think he's saying this, this is the event. 
Oh, 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 okay, okay, yeah, great. This would be perfect for Masters. Now, listen, Joel Freeman, top top 15 best player in the world. He just sees Heimberg, Vinny, put one in from 80. What's Joel going to do? 30-27. What's Joel got with the strawberry shirt? <clears throat> from 80 feet himself? Nada. And that's, I mean, that's more what you would expect. That, like, that make that Calvin had there is... That's a that's something special. That's rare. Uh, still a great shot from Joel, though, right? Hitting the sitting right under the basket from eighty. It's a feet. safe miss. Yeah, safe miss. Tap in the par. Move on. Uh, Thirty thirty six. Ezra Adderhold also wants to jump in and try to make a name for himself. Yeah, man, he's in circle two here, so this would count as a putt if he makes it. We've seen him have a couple mishaps from this range already. Gets that, but but the difference here is it's an uphill putt. So you can run it with a lot more confidence on those previous two that he had from this similar range or even a little closer. He's just staring at a cliff, a fall off behind the basket. And as much as you want to tell yourself that it's not there, it's really hard to ignore that. What was that? Is that 40 feet? This is 55. Yeah. Great shot, Ezra. Uh, we, as we uh, finish up hole seven, Calvin minus 14 and the lead by one, we roll to hole eight, 1161 <clears throat> feet par Five. 34th yeah. longest hole on the course. And this is the one that does have some sketchy footing. You guys can kind of see there. This is actually a good shot of it. The brown and the, and the sand there on the left. So this is the type of thing that players would take note of in the practice rounds. And they would, you know, they're trying to throw it far, but they're still trying to maybe avoid these areas. Uh, Ezra, I think he went out of bounds on his first shot. And so he's, he's got to throw from not the best footing here. Yeah, it says uh, in the notes, throw, throwing from out of bounds. Hey, okay, pause this real quick. I thought um, I thought when you – oh, he didn't even throw it. He held it. Um, I thought when uh, you went out of bounds, like you got to come in three feet. Why is he still throwing from out of bounds? He's going to end up throwing from inbounds. He did take three steps in and put his mini, his little marker down on the ground. So when he steps up to the disc here, where um, he'll be about three feet inbounds. Oh, okay, okay. Have you ever seen anyone get in trouble for stepping going too far, stepping over? Seen anyone like get called out on that? Uh, your, I mean, your card mates can call you out. I don't know if I can think of a specific example, but I'm sure it's happened. Uh, Trish, uh, that boy, Fruity. That's it's interesting. <laughs> interesting. Okay, here we go. As she's going to get the second bottle of wine. Yep. As it throws from out of bounds, it's a fake throw. <laughs> he, two dogs ran after it right there. No disc was let go. It's a tree. Comes up short. Struggling uh, on this hole. 36-25, Joel Freeman. On the par 5, 1,161 feet. From behind the bush. Yeah, he's pinched up against a tree. And this snap forehand that he throws here with a little bit of turnover and finish, um, he's one of the best in the world at this shot. That is such, an, such a hard shot considering where he had to throw that disc from. And he didn't really get much of a follow through. Thirty six fifty nine. Kyle Klein drives to the basket. Also opting for the forehand, and we've seen Kyle throw, you know, several forehands here. If you guys haven't been following along, he won a, a tournament a couple of weeks ago. He's playing great, and he's a good two way player. He has throws the forehand and the backhand very well. That's parked. 
Uh, Dylan Val love the content and Brian just tried to make a joke win some lose most I'll shut up now uh, he got your joke it's just me I'm old we were just talking about with someone about that today I don't even get any of the jokes anymore I'm like I've reached that I'm 51 I don't do I don't even I don't know what's wrong with me anymore uh, 37 29 did we just do that no 37 29 a follow-up from Ezra Adderhold he attempts a 50-foot putt after we just saw him make one yeah, and he needs this to save par. He's had a pretty rough hole up to this point, and he does get it. And that basically what they talk about here is is one of the – like this is the thing that separates the winners from the losers on a disc golf pro tour is, when, you know, can you make the putts from 25 to 50 feet when the pressure's on? And so Ezra's got two in a row here. Uh, 37-48, uh, Calvin uh, will try to uh, make a big putt for himself. Yeah, nowhere near 80 feet long, but that's into a headwind. And, you know, for, you know, for someone like Kyle, when he's gotten off to such a slow start and he's watch, watching Calvin play, every one of these outside of circle one putts that Calvin makes is just like, damn, like this guy's going to be hard to beat. Uh, 38-10, uh, Joel Freeman. So it should be a routine putt for these guys, but he needs it to keep pace. You know, Calvin's... At this point, this is hole number eight. Calvin's birdied hole five, six, seven, and eight. And Joel, uh, he he got you know two pars and two birdies on that hole, on those holes. So he's not happy about the, uh, the the two pars he needed to make that to keep up. And and at this point, are they feeling that Calvin's onto something? Uh, no, it's pretty. I mean, it's it's really close. Like uh, at this point, they're one stroke apart, which is what they were at the start of the round. So I would say that Ezra and Kyle are realizing we're falling behind. But Joel and Calvin feel like they're in the thick of it right now. Uh, Jeremy, eat world, $5. Really looking forward to the post-disc golf show when Sevy and Brian break down an episode of Matlock. <laughs> Brian has no idea what Matlock is. True. Oh, man. You don't want to know. I didn't watch that show. Uh, that was... was uh, where are we here? Uh did we do Joel free? Okay, so sorry. A uh, thirty-eight, thirty-five. This is at the end of every hole. They choose a slow mo to highlight. This is Ezra. That's a really, really good shot there. A lot of times when people do a jumper, jumper, a step putt, they just lose it high. You really have to commit your whole body in that reaching motion straight on a line if you want to keep it low enough when you do the jump putt. And Ezra does it perfectly here. So that's a full body is extending towards the basket, gets a disc out flat and sneaks it over the rim. He doesn't play with underwear. I'm just telling you. Uh, uh, seven, no, I'm not a Murphy Brown guy, not Matt Locke. I, I was more like a hunter or the A team, the, the dumb shows. Duke's a hazard. Okay. A whole nine, 40, 44 Calvin putting for his fifth birdie. Can he do it? For his fifth birdie in a row. Thank you. Ooh. Yeah, fifth birdie in a row, and that's seven birdies on the front nine. He had the par on four, the bogey on or the par on one, the bogey on four, birdied everything else. Uh okay. Uh so that's the front nine. Uh, Calvin uh, doing well. Uh, when the show started, they were talking about him as being the best player in the world, maybe right now that he's hot. He's he has he won of the first three uh, events this year. He won one or two. He won one. Uh, he had a third place. 
might have had two third places. Yeah, but all in the top ten for sure. Um, which is which is pretty amazing, right? What's yeah, the most I mean, anyone's won in a year? Oh, I'm not I'm not sure. But uh you have to keep in mind that like what what you said about the last two tournaments, like this is a very, very dense stacked field of competitors. So to be the guy that's consistently elevating to the top when there's so many players in the mix week in and week out is what's separating him from everyone else right now. All right. Uh, round two, part two. So this is holes 10 through 18, same day, right? Did they, how, how long is the break they took between um, uh, hole nine and hole 10? No longer shorter than any other, just the walk from the okay. basket to the tee pad. Okay, great. So so it's just the video is broken into two, but but they don't take a break. They don't like some mom doesn't come out with a cooler and orange slices. No, no. Okay. Hole 10, par four, one thirty-five. Calvin off the tee. And this shot that he's throwing right here is just a low screaming driver. That's probably, that's, it's either a destroyer or a juggernaut, but he's one of these overstable discs that he has in his bag. And he, he throws that shot with multiple discs better than anyone. And he has been for a while, for years. Uh, 510 feet almost hits a line judge, uh, three. And this is a 720 foot hole. You know, when you, when you're able to take 510 feet off in the first throw, the pros basically, they just assume anything inside 250 feet. I can get it up and down for birdie. So he's putting himself like there, there are people who can get birdies on this hole throwing 350, 350 or 363, 360. But when you're able to give yourself a second shot, that's only 200 feet in on a 700 plus foot hole, massive advantage. Uh, 350 Kyle Klein for the putt hole 10 par four. <clears throat> yeah, this is far. This, I don't even think this is a putt. Oh, he's might be outside circle too, also, but he was out of bounds prior to this and nowhere near. Doesn't even wait for it to land, just turns around and points his ass at the basket. No, and this is what I'm talking about that jump putt. If you don't get it coming out flat, then it goes high and you lose it out to the left, and you're nowhere near making it. Uh, 419, Joel Freeman for the putt in the strawberry shirt. And he needs it. You know, Calvin is playing great. Joel cannot afford to lose another shot. I was texting. I looked away. Did he shoot? Yeah. Is it? I can't tell if it's in or if it was one of those that fell out again. Oh, good. Perfect. Even better. You weren't even texting and you fucked that up. Oh, it's in. Money. Birdie. Birdie. Big big putt for him there. So Joel and um, Joel and uh, Vinny are the ones fighting for first place. Joel is this guy in the strawberry shirt, and Vinny's the guy that looks like Napoleon Dynamite. Yep, and they both birdied there again. Wait, wait, wait! Don't ruin it yet. Four thirty-five. Oh. Can Calvin keep up with Joel and get the birdie? And we didn't see his upshot, but puts it much closer, and that's pretty routine for him, and he makes it look routine as well. But it wasn't routine for that lady that we saw <laughs> no. earlier. No. And it wouldn't be routine for for any of us either. But Calvin is uh, That's the best. I'll do that while filming it with my iPhone. I'll do it I'll do it after the show if it's still light outside. Did you see the hole in front of my house? You seen the hole I got? 600 foot? No. Two baskets right in front of my house? And you, never, you should watch more of my live content. 510. Joel switched his style from nose down to nose up. 
when he puts. I don't I didn't even believe that. The commentator said like three times, I'm like, no one does that and changes style. They said from last year he's changed his putting style. We're gonna yeah. see a slow-mo of it. Yeah, so and we'd have to watch, you know, comparatively to one from last year. But what I think is I think that these guys are learning different putts so that they can use them in different scenarios. So you see, we've seen the straddle putt. I'm not, my, I, I can straddle putt, but it's not my best putt. But there was a period of time where I just practiced the straddle putt a lot so that when I needed it, I was comfortable doing it. So he might be just working on the nose up putt to, to like make it a more fine, uh, finely tuned part of his arsenal. But still, depending on the wind and the distance, he might switch between the two. I'm not, I'm not really sure. Yeah, that was a nose down. Yeah, and it was, and it's, you know, there's not a ton of wind, but putting into a headwind with the nose up is, you know, is going to have a very different effect than with the nose down. Uh, Nick, Nick Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder. Uh, did we uh, talk about Brian hanging up on you? I can't remember. Did we talk about that? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, hole 11, 629. The man, the only golf man in the business with an OnlyFans page, Ezra Adderhold. Brian will tell you how much I hate this throw, especially off the tee. I want to vomit. It's a tough hole. Let's see what he does. It's a tough hole. And one of the options here is the roller, which he tries, but he turns it too aggressively and it goes out of bounds. Now, the reason why they're trying a roller on this hole is because pretty far away from the basket off the tee shot, there's a low ceiling. And so we, we mentioned that Calvin is the best in the world at throwing those low line drives with really fast discs. But if you're not Calvin Heimberg, then to get it all the way through there at the angle that you want is really challenging and, and still to get enough distance because we that other hole was 720 feet par four. This one's 110 feet further than that. So you really got to get enough distance off the tee. And for most players, the roller is the option they feel the best with. It's However, it's just out of bounds. Out. <laughs> there's out of bounds all over this course. So you have to have, you have to get it on the right angle. And um, especially I think with the ground being a little bit unpredictable, you're, you're putting some of your, the result into a situation that's somewhat out of your hands. Hey, look at look where Caleb's frozen this shot. Look at that position. Yeah. Oh, uh, it, it, those guys. Uh, so so he throws the roller. Um, you see where it goes out of bounds, and there's a bench over there. Can you play that out a little bit one more time, Caleb? Um, what are the odds? And then maybe freeze it as as it gets to those guys on the bench. Uh, right. Those guys. What are the odds those guys are smoking weed? <laughs> um, pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. Okay. <laughs> uh, seven uh, fifty. Ezra with his second shot. He went from a oh, roller. To- second throw, third shot. Oh, okay. Oh, because it went out of bounds and he took a yep. penalty. Okay. Yep. And he hits a tree and falls down here again. So a tough hole for Ezra. Uh, hole 11 uh, still. Uh, let's see what Mr. Vinny is doing. 829 with a big putt. Yep, six birdies in a row at this point. And he's outside the circle here. And those are the putts where if you're his competitor, you're just like, 
oh my god like i i have to birdie everything because this guy even when he's not throwing it perfectly is making at this point every putt that's seven birdies in a row well well don't get excited ahead of yourself brian joel freeman 839 also up for the putt he knows what he has to do he knows what he has to do here we go show him what's up joel <clears throat> the strawberry shirt joel with a gimme Ugh. High and on the left side, and that was like a little timid. You know I how I told you earlier that the, they put it really hard, and you can see here he doesn't put it with a full conviction. He just kind of like comes back off of it a little, and that's why he misses it on the weak side. And that's not good. He's bummed. I mean, look, it's like it's a real thing. He's one of the best players in the world, but you're playing in a in a tournament. You're one of the two guys here in the lead that's battling out with a guy who's just making putts from five feet behind you, hole after hole after hole, and it's <laughs> You know, to keep up with that is very challenging. Uh, this is bullshit right here. Uh, I was watching Sean M. Thank you for the bullshit, by the way. Uh, Sean M., I was watching tutorial video on Frisbee, and the guy doing the tutorial said he throws so hard, sometimes blood comes out of his fingertips. This guy's full <laughs> of shit. Yeah, one of full of shit. I mean, there's sometimes the guys do have problems with their fingers. In fact, Ezra Aderhold has for the last couple of weeks – he and he and Brody Smith go and play the course ahead of time and put out YouTube videos so that you can learn the course. They give you their opinions on them. They'll tell you about any changes to the holes from last year if it's a course that they're repeating. And he's had like bandages and tape on his fingers because of you know some problems. But I think that guy meant to write the tip of his penis. He throws so hard that blood comes out the tip of his penis. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I read so fast, smoke <laughs> comes out of some smoke comes out of my eyes. <laughs> A whole 12. Vinny. Currently it's seven birdies in a row, as Mr. Friend shared with us. Incredible. 11.15. We'll go straight to the putt. See how Kyle Klein is doing. Needs to start making some shots, some big shots. And that's more like it. That's what you'd expect to see from Kyle. He's had a pretty slow start, but he's still got many scoreable holes to see if he can turn it around and stay on the lead card for the last day. Uh, good point. And, and is that, is that big? Is that like in CrossFit where you want to be in the final heat? Are these guys now at this point, like, Oh shit, at least I got to stay on the lead guard. Yeah, I think it's massive. I mean, we've talked about it the last two weeks that, you know, there's um, never been a winner that came off of anything other than the chase card. And I think that the winner comes off the chase card. I'm guessing on this, but like one out of every 10 times at best. Okay. So at least 90% of the time, I think the winner is coming from the lead card. Uh, uh, th there's going to be some uh, questions that are um, less common, but we have a, our fan base is new to the sport. So feel free. There are no dumb questions. Uh, Mooney with an important question. Uh, so can you get an STD from uh, disc golf? STD stands, stands for uh, sexually transmitted disease. Uh, I think if you play in the traditional way, no, but I'm pretty confident <laughs> Mooney can find a way to figure it out. <laughs> the traditional version. No, it's a good question. Mooney. If you don't, I don't want anyone to feel stupid. 1140. Ezra Adderhold for the putt. Yeah, looks like the tree's in a way, but I don't think so. Because of the stance, he probably has a clear line to it. And again, that's you know that's the kind of putt you'd expect there, especially on a day with no wind. And uh, to the right back there, you'll see what looks like a uh, female camera person, but uh, don't know anyone worry. It's really a man with just long hair. Don't worry. <laughs> we're, we're good. Uh, 11.57, Calvin. <clears throat> Going you know for his eighth birdie of, uh, attempt behind some fucking steel cooler full of natty lights or something. Yep. 
We saw Gannon Burr punt a similar one over a tree stump last week. What the hell is that steel thing? Is that a trash can? What is he shooting behind? Uh, probably electrical or something. I'm not sure. Unfortunate place to end up, but Calvin is very, very good at staying focused. He doesn't let stuff like that get in his way. Eight straight birdies. Uh, lots of vape sharing going on. Oh, I bet you it's a crazy vape and chew crowd. That's a good point. The throwers, no frisbee golf. Chew, I don't know. Vape, I could see, yeah, but I don't think the, I don't think you know. I don't know about. The, I don't really know about the pros too much. I hope not. I hope I'm wrong, but I could totally see. Look at oh yeah, Ezra Adderall. Yeah, we know his reputation. Um, uh, yeah, because that nicotine does help you uh, focus. Twelve twenty-five. Joel Freeman. The only guy showing Vinny some looks for a putt on hole 12. Yep. Drops it in. That's what you would expect from him. Uh, needed. He's got, he's, he's trying to stay in the race, right? Has to. I mean, he, Calvin's looking lethal. I mean, he hasn't missed in eight holes um, during that stretch. Uh, you know, he's had th- three pars and a bogey. So he's given he's given strokes away, but when a guy birdies everything, it's it's one of those. What are you? What am I supposed to do? Uh, hole thirteen, you don't fall behind, you don't crack. Hole thirteen earlier today. Do you know what was seen on this course? A catfish. No, uh, close, close. Uh, woodpecker. Reptile. It was a reptile. A copperhead snake. Yes, hole thirteen all three, earlier. All three in the were t- C at some point. <laughs> hole thirteen, copperhead rattlesnake on the course earlier in the day. We did not see any footage of it. Um, Calvin is minus nineteen. Second place is minus fifteen. Joel Freeman, fourteen eighteen. Calvin off the tee. This is another one of those short holes that has that turning left to right, and Calvin overturns it he's in the thick bushes there and the rough gets pretty thick close to the basket uh any poison oak possibly some i mean these guys do get poison ivy poison oak occasionally playing uh 1450 uh kyle klein off the tee the last shot that we saw like this kyle threw the best shot of the four of them got the right turn on the disc i think he throws a disc called an md1 on these shots it's just a really really dependable mid-range from Disc mania, and he throws it as well as probably anyone in the world. Uh, Jeff Birchfield uh, doing some fat fact checking. There is no copperhead rattlesnake. Oh shit! Here we go. Fuck you. Hold on. Stand by. I'm not letting that slide. I'm sort of. I sort of uh, view myself as a um, reptile aficionado. Rattlesnake, copperhead rattlesnake. Uh, oh shit. Oh shit. Is the copperhead a rattlesnake? Uh, 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 the primary most obvious difference between them is that a rattlesnake has a rattle at the end of its tail with the copperhead doesn't. My God, I am a jackass. No rattle Jeffrey Birchfield for the win. He got an education teaches. He teaches the sciences at a high level in the college. Fine, fine, fine. Dick. You could have texted me on the side. You got my phone number. You could have texted me. Stick to the insects. You could have texted me, and I could have corrected myself. You don't have to call me out. Uh, Kyle Klein off the tee, 1450. Did we watch that? 
Got yep. distracted. Okay. Uh, four, 1540, uh, Vinny from the bushes trying to keep his birdie streak alive. Yeah, and he he messed around with trying to find a different angle to throw this for a long time, and it's really difficult to turn your wrist over enough uh, on a shot like this. We'll see if he's able to do it. He turned it over uh, so much that three guys in the uh, alley, in the galley, so, uh, proposed the, to him. That's the expected miss right there. It's, it's uh... That was a flipped wrist joke. A whole 14. Uh, by the way, Calvin did not get the birdie there. The streak is over, but he's still minus 19 uh, and leading. Hole 14, uh, 19, 20. Uh, this is uh, Calvin's second shot from the bushes. Doesn't look like he's in the bushes. No, no, no. This is a par four. This is a second shot from the fairway. Great. This is a great drive. He's a perfect angle into the pin. This is just a straight shot, 300 feet. Oh, oh right, right. And it doesn't say from the bushes. I need to learn how to read. I'm getting excited. And you can just see that it just turns over again. So now he's had two that tee shot on the last hole and this one where both shots turn over off to the right and he's in the thick thick bushes for the second hole in a row. Uh, hole 14, uh, Vinny just throws his second shot into the bushes. Very aggressive throw. I'm about 12 million calories into the assault bike right now. Um, uh, 2014, uh, Calvin for the putt. Now listen up. Everyone put your drinks down and pay the fuck attention. You're not going to see this again maybe this year. Just pay attention here, everyone. <laughs> okay. I've never, ever seen anything like that. That's ridiculous. That's stoner Frisbee right there. Hey, that's got a backspin on it even, I think. Yeah, I've tried them because... Calvin's basically become famous for this putt. Now, he hasn't become famous for it because of doing it in tournaments, although he has attempted it and made them in tournaments previously. Um, rarely, but but he has. There's a putting game that Joma's production puts out. The, the post-production company we either usually has the lead card, and they'll come out usually in the winter when the tour is not in season. They'll film them throughout the season, and then they'll release them in the winter. And in the putting game, they invite some of the best players in the world to do these trick shot putting challenges for to win some cash and create some content and Calvin plays in those once in a while. And he will set up for his, like, it's like horse. And so he'll call a shot. That's a basketball shot over whatever. And, um, he's very, very good at them, but it's, uh, you know, he's not going to do it if he doesn't need to. He again was looking for every angle to try to see what else he could do. And he said, this is my best chance to make it. So he went for it and he did, which is amazing. Hey, uh, you can't break branches, Brian. Okay, and you can't do any clearing. You can't do anything to modify the environment to get a look at it. Yeah, I mean, there's like rules that are specifically written written for that. You can try to establish a stance, but like you're not even supposed to like grab a tree branch and like block it out of the way with your body. You're supposed to like inhibit the surrounding area as little as possible. Okay, and, and just so you know, this was also one of the longest shots I've ever seen anyone take to find. I mean, he was fiddling around back there a lot. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't procrastinating. He wasn't, like, fucking around. But he was, like Brian said, he was looking uh, for shots. Uh, let's take a look. I hope someone caught that in uh, high def. I, I'm starting to realize that maybe these are the kind of reasons why people spend three hours or 12 hours watching this shit, just hoping to see one of these. Uh, 21, 23, uh, you're going to get to see the slow-mo of this before we move to hole 15. And I do think that Calvin maybe got the birdie on this. 
Look at his focus. Look at where his eyes are. He's not looking at the basket. He's looking at a specific gap in the trees. That's the only place he has to get it out and trusting that it's going to have the right spin to get in. He's watching the disc. He's not watching the basket. Oh. <laughs> and you think this whole round I've been saying, what are you supposed to do if you're these other guys? And then he does this on top of it. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jeff. Okay. A uh, whole uh, 15. Whole 15. Four hundred people in the audience. Twenty-two oh five. Calvin, Calvin, Kyle Klein off the tee. Yeah, and this is a pretty stock hole. I think these guys are like, if they're looking at the course, they're marking down this as a birdie. Kyle doesn't like this shot. It comes in way too early, and we've just learned two holes in a row how thick that stuff is right away. When you have a new course, we've talked about this before. Also, when there's a new course, the the rough is really dense. They don't have a time to like beat it up a little bit and so he's he that's not the miss that you want to make on this hole wow this is a, a, a phenomenal topic for another show brandon uh waddell by the way a phenomenal what a what a what a trippy phenomenon that is i not not anything cool but it's a trippy phenomenon a uh, 2312 ezra i think i'm an ezra Adderhold fan and it's not just because uh uh, he free balls when he plays i i mean just shit like this here we go making a bold attempt at 75 feet Yep, he's had a couple long ones go already, and that is this rivals the sh the one we saw from Calvin from 80 feet to get it. I mean, this is never higher than the top of the basket, and it's on a rope the entire time, and it hits dead center on the pole and falls in. I mean, this is a really, really challenging thing to do. And 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 this is uh, goes to what Brian was saying that we can't appreciate from the video how hard they're throwing it, and why that's important is is because if you were out there, you'd be timid because you know if you miss. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Mo I mean, most of us here, the smart thing to do is throw it up under the basket and tap it in for your par. If he misses that, he's going to go 30 feet past it and he might be in those woods. Right. He's confident enough that he can make that putt coming back. And that's why he's running it. Uh, 2335. Uh, uh, Calvin uh, Heimberg, the leader, has something to say. How will he respond? Nope, Ezra. You'll only this enjoy that like, long putt for a second. And when you're watching, when you're watching like the actual coverage of this, it's insane. Like at this point, you're just like, "Oh my god, these guys are just making it from everywhere." And it's, I'm, I, I thought it was one of the more fun rounds that I've watched this year. Yeah, this was uh, this was incredible. And what's interesting is at the end of every hole, they choose a slow mo to highlight whose will they pick, Ezra or Calvin. Twenty four forty five. Ezra's shot was incredible, but he and can't this is like, get any love. Yeah, and I was watching this, and I thought to myself, like, this is the type of thing that I would get frustrated with at CrossFit. I'd be like, Calvin's getting the highlight on every hole. Like, we don't need to eat, interview Tia after every event win if she's got 10 event wins. Like, let's hear from someone else. So I really thought they should have given it to Ezra there. It's a great shot. Uh, Brian, almost wet. Watching that free throw putt. Almost. 
you don't know Brian. Hole 16. She was talking about herself. Oh, that's you think that's a girl? She or he. You think that's a she? Uh, it looks like in the picture, but maybe that's just his wife. Uh, uh, hole 16, Calvin enters minus 21 with the lead. Second place, minus 16. I'm guessing that is uh, Mr. Freeman. Uh, 26, Vinny off the tee. C. Beaver has it queued up. This is the third of those three under 300-foot holes that are moving from the left to the right. Calvin hasn't been great on those previously. Uh, he gets a pretty lucky tree kick here, and he's inside the bullseye. Tree kick. First, I've heard that tree kick. That's when you hit the tree, but you personify the tree for a romanticized effect as the sports commentator, and you call it a tree kick, like the tree kicked it. Right? Yeah. They, the common phrase is you got some tree love right there. Tree love. More personification. A 2709, Kyle Klein. For the putt, hole 16. Kyle's getting a lot of love on this show for a guy who's trailing. Whose decision was that? I don't know. <laughs> God's. God's decision. And now, uh, where hole you say this was? 16. So Kyle has gone on a little run. He's birdied on 12, 13, 14, and 16. And that's what he needed to do. Uh, 27.45, Calvin. How many birdies can one man get? Let's see if he can get another one. Look at if this was that girl, she wouldn't make it. Boom. <laughs> no, just drops it in there. The easiest putt by far he's had. And look at look at Adder. Look at he throws even before Adderhold c- clears the uh, the scene. Look at look at yeah, this is great, Caleb. Good job. Look at he look at geez, Louise. Yep, there's move ready to move on. Uh, hole seventeen. Let's go straight to the putts at 31. Kyle Klein getting more love on the Sevon podcast. Yeah, par four here. Um, I want to say it's like the easiest hole, but uh, definitely like you can get you can get birdies going down the stretch here. So all these Kyle guys know that the I think the early part of the course plays a little harder, and you can really like you. I think most of these guys would say it's it's possible to make birdie on every hole on the back nine. Uh, Kyle for the birdie. Thirty-one fifteen. Can Calvin get the birdie? Mm. And that's you know, frankly, uh, shocking at this point. After everything that he's made, that was one of the easier putts that he's had. But for all of his competitors, they're like, finally, like this guy is human. Still, still a tough putt. You see a lot of people miss this shot, though, right? 20 feet, just not tough for him today. Not these guys. I would, I would bet you Calvin misses, like, if there's no wind, I'll bet he misses that putt, like, two out of 100 times. Uh, Mooney, uh, just thinking to himself, thinking out loud, I think I want Brian to narrate my wedding video with a complete and total breakdown. What's the lady, what's the lady, um, uh, Who's like the best friend of the bride? What's that lady called? The bridesmaid. Bridesmaid. Yeah. Uh, the bridesmaid is dressed like a total slut and has had three drinks beyond what she's capable of handling. Uh, she appears to be getting up from her table. Uh-huh. Yep. She's going to the bathroom with one of the men, one of the married men. It would be like that. That's how I picture it. People go to weddings just to drill the, the best ladies. Right. No, no, you're, you're no, 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 no. Maid of honor, thank you. 
the maid of honor. What did you say? Bridesmaid. They're all bridesmaids, and then there's the maid of honor. Oh, the maid. Yeah, yeah. Any, I think all, I think just dudes just go to weddings to just try to drill the bridesmaids. Last hole, pretty scenic hole here. Uh, wait, like, wait, 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 really? No, 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 no. Hole 18. No, no, but we're not there yet. Hold on. Here we are. No, no, 32.45. Oh, yeah, okay, hold on. Uh, I, oh, shit, we are. How the fuck did you know? Oh, I, I forgot to write hole 18, huh, Beaver? He's on it. We're ahead okay. of you here. Okay, 32.45. Uh, go ahead, go ahead, Brian. Sorry, before I... Well, like I was saying earlier, you want it when you design a course, you want it to tell a story. And you know, obviously the dream for any tournament director is that the last hole has a lot of drama. And that if you want to have a lot of drama, you want to have a lot of see, that's why it's perfect. And uh, if you want to have a lot of drama, you want to have good seating or good audience where people can be around there and create an environment. And here, uh, as we'll see when they throw, they're throwing into this hillside and there's seating available and the crowd can line the perimeter. So it is a really good setting for a last hole. Uh, thirty-two forty-five. Uh, check this out. We we don't talk much about the culture of uh, the sport, but this is uh, at the uh, last hole, hole eighteen, round two. Heimberg uh, and uh, fist bumping Ezra Adderhold. Let's see who else he says hi to. A little love to uh, Klein and Joel Freeman. Now he initiates that, and you know who initiates that in CrossFit? Tia, Annie, Rich. It's 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 kind of like a little bit of pumpkin, like yeah. I, I'm like so confident. I'm giving you a little love. Give you a little my give a little my love. Uh, this is a just a disc golf tradition. Oh, so don't even ruin in the my story. Don't even in the story. tournaments that I play in and the lowly C tier intermediate men's divisions, we still do this too. Let me tell you, of course you guys do it, but for Heimberg to initiate that, the rest of these guys are freaking out. It's 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 big dog move, big dog. Thirty three fifty, Adderhold. With his pants that are too tight, off the tee. I'm already excited for the one of the guys on the last day's shot on this hole. Oh, we got a long way to go for that. Another hour. You're too excited. But he, you know, great shot there. Oh, and he gets the roll away. Oof. But it can happen. I mean, that's you know, it's a it's a tough. Uh, it's tough green once again. It's really difficult to go long, um, but if you're, you know, if you're short, you can get the roll. And it's, you could say that, oh, I'm going to try to play a spike Kaiser. I'm going to try to get to land it flat. But I just, I do think there's a little bit of element of luck there. That's like you get, you, you get, you go into, uh, you go home with the bridesmaid, and she's so drunk she passes out. That's or what she, happened to him. Yeah, or it used to be a she, but then you take off pants and you realize it's oh, 2023. Yeah, there was an NWA song like that. Do you remember that song? Uh, probably not. Uh, when is uh, the Hacky Sack show? Uh, as soon as this season's up, you know, Everyone's sexy. always saying something about Hacky Sack. I used to be amazing at Hacky Sack in high school, but I haven't played it at all since. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of that. I sucked at that. Uh, Calvin, Vinny, 34-19 off the tee, the, the big dog, the fist bumper, the alpha, minus 22. It's coming off that missed putt. Really, his first miss of the round that you'd expect him to make. He gets the ground play that Ezra Aderhold was looking for, and he's probably going to bounce back with another birdie to close out a really impressive round. 
a 34-34 Ezra Adderhold for the putt. How is he going to come back from that devastating roll? Wow, this is we saw this earlier. Well, yeah, the other one he was a lot further away. This one actually feels makeable. Oh, <laughs> I thought he made that. That's that tough. Was rude. That was tough. That was a really good putt. Uh, 34 fifty. Damn. Uh, 34 uh, fifty. Uh, Kyle Klein for the big putt. Down at the bottom of the hill. And he's, you know, he's the sixth or seventh ranked player in the world. And he had a really bad start, you know, relative to what they look for here. Through the first 11 holes, he only had three birdies and a bogey. Then he made six out of the last seven birdies to close out his round and honestly keep him in the tournament. Uh, 35-25, Calvin. Short, but uphill. That chick could never make this. What's her name? Evelina. Evelina. Evelina from nine feet. Yep. Birdie's the last, and I think that makes 12 of the last 14 holes that he birdied and 14 of the 18 holes that he birdied on this round. He shoots 13 under par, and there was one other player that also shot 13 under par on this day, and we will get to see him on the final day. Uh, Calvin, minus 23. Joel, minus 19. Brian. Still shitloads of facts left in that brain of his as we go into round three. Round three, part one, main card. We're going to see some people change. We're going to introduce you to a new guy, Chris Clemens. We'll talk about him soon. 415, Chris Clemens. Oh, there he is. Uh, he's, he's got the first hair of what would be the prototypical, stereotypical Frisbee golfer. Uh, and uh, let's see how he does. Off the tee. Welcome to the main card, Chris. And I would say Chris is the best left-handed disc golf player in the world. There is something else about him that's uh, quite phenomenal. Also puts him in the top two. He's the 25th ranked player in the world currently. And for so, you know, that's just to say, you know, the best lefty in the world and he's 25th in the world. So, you, have, you know, there's many things that could go into like, be a factor there. But... Um, I think that in just you know the default is that some of the courses are designed for the right-handed player, and it's just like kind of instinctual to do that. Obviously, there's a lot less lefties, but I would think I would I kind of would think that there would be one that would be you know higher than 25th, at least one. Uh, what's interesting too, so you just saw um, Chris Clemens uh, threw it out of bounds instead of taking it from the out of bounds. Uh, he's going to re-tee. And uh, 505, I haven't ever seen. I've seen a re-tee before, but not quite like this. Um, 505, what, what was the reason we saw the last re-tee? The guy went like way, way out of bounds, right? Like into the bushes and shit. So same as golf. If you throw your tee shot out of bounds, you always have the option to throw your third shot from the tee again. We talked about that this is a pretty difficult hole to birdie. And um, so throwing your third tee shot from the from there you're assuming that you're going to take a four on the hole. And so double bogey is basically guaranteed. Uh, is Eagle, is Eagle a lefty? No, but he throws left-handed really, really well. Oh. And the, I mean, he, uh, he probably beat most lefties in the world. Yes. Crazy. You mean it's like you made him play the whole game left-handed? Yeah. Even his putting, I'm sure he's good. Guy's just insane. Uh, 624, Joel Freeman for the putt, hole one. 
He's sitting in second place. He's the only real threat to Heimberg at the moment. Let's see what he can do. Looks like he just got out of jail. Not a good start. Hole one. Not intimidating at all, Joel. No, and it's, uh, yeah, so Clemens ended up taking the bogey there, which we saw the red there in the bottom right. And that means that he, after his second tee shot, he got there in three holes, in three shots. So if not for that first errant one, he actually could have birdied it. Pretty bad miss for Joel. Obviously would love to get the birdie there. And coming up short on the first hole is never really a good feeling. And we were supposed to see Calvin's putt, but I didn't give Caleb the... Uh, I come up short on the first hole almost every single tournament I play. You do? Yep, yeah, sucks. Uh, hole two. Oh, look at... No, we're going to get a look at Clemens. Let's see. We'll check out Clemens here. Hole one, going for the putt. Clemens, one of the fastest players on tours, meaning that once he steps up to a shot, he takes less time than most of the guys to either putt or throw. Uh, hole two. Oh, by the way, for any of these guys, it's crazy to be on the main card. By the way, that it's it seems like it's a crazy honor, and especially for these guys to be playing with Calvin because he's just crushing it, right? Yeah, and we didn't get to, we had, did not see this hole in the second round, but this is a really cool shot. It's a low ceiling. You can take a backhand or a forehand at this. There's a little out of bounds bunker in front of the hole. It's 360 feet and pretty demanding. Heinberg off the tee. Say most of the players are going with forehand here, most of the right-handed players. And he gets that little anti-skip, so the disc is moving to one way, but when it hits the ground because of the angle, it kind of straightens it out, and that's exactly what he was playing it for, and he's about 20 feet away. Uh, 903, Joel Freeman, second place for the putt. He's the one who shit the bed on the last one. See what he can do. Down by five. I mean, one of the best guys in the world, that's like a pretty easy fix. You, you know, he'll know exactly what he didn't do and why it came out short. And that's the only thing he'll be focusing on there to make sure that he corrects it. Extra sloppy, uh, showing off a little bit. Uh, what happened to the aggro dude? He's not in this one. I appreciate a little. You, you, you're just trying to let us know you know shit. That's good. I like that. I feel you. Did he play in this one? The aggro dude? Nick? Nick? Whatever? The guy who got in the face of the of the ref? Oh, Nicola Castro? Yeah. He did play in this tournament, but he didn't do well enough to get onto any of these cards. He ended up finishing 14th, tied for 14th on the tournament. Karma. 9-10, hole two, final round. Vinny for the putt. Fuck this up, Vinny. Give people some hope. It's now up to Vinny to fuck up, so to give the other guy some hope. Not today. Nope. Birdie, birdie start. <laughs> and when, you know, he already had, a, I think, a four-stroke four lead coming in, so not looking great at this point for anyone else. Uh, we'll skip straight to 12. Oh, no, let's do 10.30. Let's look over. We'll fly over the hole. Here's a good look at the hole, guys. Uh, 10.30. Got the aerial view. See the yeah, monster bridge. The, yeah, this is a par four. This is the second shot. You got to go over the OB, and this is one we saw Ezra miss that putt on yesterday um, that resulted in a three-putt. Uh, 12, Anthony Barella. Uh, this is the guy, this is another AB. This is different than the other AB, right? No, this Wait. is him. Same AB. Okay. Anthony Barella, uh, tough second shot from out of bounds. Uh, no look at the basket. Let's see how he deals. She's going to try to throw a forehand roller here. Jackass. <laughs> and he's just laying up to a position. 
or not. Yeah, yeah. He threw that shit out of bounds, guys. I think he threw that shit out. He just threw it across the course out of bounds like a kid. Like the He didn't need chance. to do that. That's an unnecessarily aggressive shot. He's not able to get to the green from there. He could literally just take a little putter and jump putt it out to the middle. And it's, you know, it's going to be 20 or 30 feet further away from where he wanted to be. And that's what he should have done, I think. Uh, 1324, Vinny. Mark down that stroke. Remember that stroke. That one that went out of bounds? Yeah, an unnecessarily stroke you gave away there. Uh, 1324, Calvin. We saw him absolutely park this one yesterday. That's a good thing. That means when you get it close to the basket. Yep, and this one comes out low, and he's got like 45 feet uphill. That's a, you know, that's a tough putt. If you miss that and it hits the cage, it's rolling all the way down. 14 minutes, Heimberg for the putt. This is a good, yeah, this is a good angle here because you can see just how below the basket he is. He really has got to get it up there. And you see how that bounces up there on edge? Like that can so easily just catch edge and roll all the way down the hill. Hey, uh, 14-10, Joel Freeman for the putt. Joel, are you going to do it or not? Beautiful shot by the cameraman. Beautiful fucking shot, by the way. Yeah, here we go. Very cool. The common miss on a putt like this is low. And he misses low. Uh, but, it, but just like Calvin, he got lucky and stuck right there. Uh, Calvin uh, gets the bogey. Let's go to 1447 and see Barella's slow-mo that he earned for hole yeah. three in the final round. Yeah, he earns a slow-mo for making a good putt, but he needed this for bogey. And it's a great putt for bogey because, you, you know, we know what he's looking at here. If this hyzer's out and misses to the left side, that's down the hill, and it's going to be two more strokes to get it in the bucket. He'd what comes after double spikes. bogey? Triple bogey? Quadruple Ooh. bogey? Ooh. Yikes. So Calvin and Anthony both took a, a bogey on that hole. So Calvin goes birdie, birdie, bogey. Joel doesn't capitalize on the opportunity to get two strokes back. Uh, it, it is nobody move, nobody get hurt. I don't think is it that song the one where he puts his hand down his pants? I put my hand between his legs all the way up his skirt because this is one that I had to hurt. You guys are blown away that I know that I know it. Someone's like, "Oh shit!" You ever party you. with those guys? I end up no, I have not. I would have liked to. I was, I was I was devastated when they. You're um, about the same age as them, aren't you? Yeah, I was. De- I am. I was devastated when they broke up, though. I was the only kid in school who used to listen to him. Man, that was that was tough. Uh A seven, A nine, A six thousand, or RX ten. Oh, to buy. All great Sony cameras for anyone. Uh, I also do uh, Sony camera consulting. I'm not with Brian. Hole four, a blind hole. You cannot see the basket. Is that what that means? When they say a blind hole. Yep. Yep. This is the one we looked at yesterday. The one where Calvin. Went too far inside and uh, and out of bounds. Now we got the lefty. And what Chris Clemens uh, is not only, I think, the best left-handed player in the world, on his distance shots, he prefers the forehand to the backhand, which for a righty or a lefty is pretty rare. And, and. Great hair. Uh, yeah, he looks like a fucking hippie, and I love that. He fits the part. But um, uh, of, of all the guys who throws with his forehand, there may be only one guy on the tour who can throw farther than him. With the forehand, correct? Which which guy is that? I don't know. They didn't say. Oh, oh. You fucked up my story. <laughs> you made me look like I stole that, which I did. Uh, okay. 
1635, uh, I want you to hear the audio on this. I, this was the loudest cheer I heard in all four uh, episodes that I watched. Yeah, Check this out. Here we go. Pretty tricky tee shot. Definitely feels like you just commit to your angle here and then just kind of hold your breath and wait to see what's going to breath on that one and got through the high branches. Yeah, and I mean, if you say it's the it's the loudest roar that you've heard, you might expect it to be an ace or to be close to going in the basket. They're basically cheering there because he got through the trees. Like he took a risky line out through all those trees high, found the gap in between them, and comes back safely and bounced. I heard that it's because every time he throws, his girlfriend lifts his shirt her shirt up at the crowd. That's Only if he I gets heard. through the trees. That's oh okay. Uh, Seventeen forty three, Calvin. No, sorry, 1710. Calvin off the tee. No, yes, Calvin off the tee. Yeah, so even we talked about how Joel makes an, an adjustment from one putt to the next, and these guys are so good that they will make the same adjustment from one day to the next almost all the time. Calvin literally makes the same mistake he made the day before in the same spot with the same disc. He was the only hole he bogeyed in either of the first two rounds. And now he's guaranteed a bogey here, coming off of a bogey, putting him at even par through four holes. 1743, Vinny for the putt, trying to mitigate the damage. This from the drop zone? Yeah. And I think they said that one guy had made this putt on the day. Nuts. Great throw, though. Great. I mean, great run. That's like... You know, obviously he needs 10 more feet to get in the basket, but dead on line, safe miss, good effort. Uh, 1756, Chris Clemens, the hippie for the putt. The lefty, you meant. Yeah, the lefty, not the hippie. And that is very reminiscent of the one we saw that Joel missed the other day, and he just doesn't finish forward all the way. He kind of like pulls back out of it, and that's why I think he leaves it short. Calvin, Seema says he's definitely going to win. But now he's only up by two strokes. It's the worst position he's been in all day since the beginning. Let's see what Anthony Barella does off the tee. Have I talked too much? We, we've talked about Anthony Barella before, right? Yeah, I think so. I just I, I knew that there was an A-B, but I didn't know. His, I kept forgetting his name was Anthony Barella. Yeah, that's him. Anthony Burrell is a young guy. Basically, he had an opportunity to to learn from both Paul McBeth and Nate Sexton when they went on tour together, the three of them, in like 2015 or 16. They were all playing for Innova. Paul was winning a bunch of world championships at the time. Nate was, you know, one of the 10 best players in the history of the of the sport, really. So he had these incredible mentors. Paul eventually left Innova to go play at Discraft. And this offseason, Anthony Brella left and now is playing at Discraft with Paul. Uh, if you were wearing a CEO shirt, he would have made that putt. Thank you, Wad Zombie. Uh, get your CEO shirts now at Vindicate or Life is RX. Uh, James Krakava. I feel like the chat and the podcast are two different things. I hate this. I hate it when people say this. It's like my wife is talking to her friend in the parking lot, and everyone is waiting them for to finish so we can go home. I mean, you're and me and Brian are the the old your wife. God, that guy. Ugh. Uh, 2012 Calvin off the tee. Did we already do that? Calvin off the tee. We saw Barella off the tee. Calvin yeah. off the tee. Great, great shot for Anthony. This is the hole we saw the previous day. 
that it's hard to get it to stop there. But, you know, it, it's really easy to leave it short. It's really easy to get it to go far uh, down the hill long. What? What? How? What? Paul, no, Paul McBeth in this in this event. No, he didn't play. And um, Calvin does basically just as good as Anthony. Uh, Twenty-one uh, fifteen Barella for the putt. Pretty much, uh, he's uh, Barella is minus eighteen. Heimberg minus twenty-three. Really needs to do some excellent work here. Downhill shot. Yeah. And it's, uh, and that's an easy putt. Like that's not a far distance for them. But again, when you're staring at a straight drop off behind the basket, it's so easy to do that. Uh, 21, 25 Heinberg for the birdie. If he makes this, it will be bye-bye to Barella, uh, Barella and it will just be him and Freeman. There we go. Yeah, and so it's you know he's uh, not very much closer, but a much much better angle, pin high, no hill that he's looking at. Hole six, twenty four ten. Joel Freeman, second shot. Yeah, he's throwing this. He has space to do it here, but he's throwing this snappy forehand, gets it to whip in there. How old is Joel Freeman? I can't tell if he's 20 or if he's 57. He kind of looks like he's like, he's part reptile. He looks like an alligator, a nice Jewish name, like a, like a, like a San Diego Jew, you know, uh, but ageless, but it's got a kind of like a Louisiana look to him. Like he's from the Bayou. You know anything about him? You got a wiki page, Joel Freeman. I didn't look it up. World rank 11 is from Colorado, but it doesn't have his age on here. I think he's probably 28. How about is he wearing a? Does he wear? A, you ever seen him play with a yarmulke on? Have not seen that. Uh, twenty-four. Uh, so Joel Freeman with the great shot. A uh, twenty-four twenty-five. Chris Clemens, the hippie, second shot. Yeah, and this is you know uh, left-handed backhand. This is a really really stock shot. It should just be an easy hyzer finish. Yep, perfect. Uh, 2502 Calvin with the second shot. Looks like Joel and Chris are putting the pressure on Calvin. Let's see what Calvin's got. It's an overstable approach disc. It's his signature disc called the Toro. Pretty good. Uh, worst shot of the uh, three, but still good. 2510 Calvin for the putt since he's furthest from the hole. Heinberg for the birdie. And it's windy. Day three is windy. Direct headwind. So even though he's pretty close there, you gotta you gotta put that through the wind. Uh, everyone got birdies on hole six. Clemens, Barella, Freeman, and of course our buddy Vinny. Hole seven. Calvin minus twenty five. Uh, shortest hole I think on the course at two hundred ninety four feet. Very technical. Twenty seven forty four. Chris, second shot. For the putt. Yeah, we saw uh, Calvin make a long one on this yesterday. We saw Ezra make a long one on this hole yesterday. Chris comes up probably an inch short there, hits the top of the cage. Uh, 27.56, Anthony Barella for the putt. Now, listen, all the guys just got birdies. They need to follow up with birdies. They need to put pressure on Vinny. Mm -mm. Weak side. Yep, good height. Just didn't commit quite enough. Uh, 2815, 
Joel Freeman, dude, buddy. Don't let Heinberg run with it. Heinberg watching from behind. Joel keeps the pressure on, kind of. No, that's a good putt. He actually was the only one to make a birdie on that hole. And um, I think, like you said, it's a shorter hole on the course. They're probably marking it down for a, a birdie, but uh, it's proven a little bit more difficult to get than we might have thought. Uh, hole eight. Calvin. Up on Freeman by three strokes. Par five. 1,161 feet. 3015. Chris Clemens. Only one of two players on the tour with a forehand greater than his backhand. Oh, that was the line. Hmm. Okay. Off the tee. That's crazy, by the way, if your forehands are greater than your backhand. That doesn't even make sense to me. The little bit when I you know watch frisbee. like I don't I don't understand it either, but when you watch him throw a backhand, you're like, oh yeah, that's not like it's not gonna be as far as his forehand. Um obviously don't feel that way about most of the guys. And this is a long hole. I mean, 1,161 feet is an eternity. Ladies and gentlemen, we open the show talking about this next shot. We are at 30-33. Anthony Barella, 605 feet, leaving his hand at 78 miles per hour, slightly uphill. Watch the young man, sponsored by Discraft, go to work. Crazy. Oh my God, that is just insane. And the one thing about Anthony Barella that everyone always says when you, first of all, when you turn the cameraman like this, that's when you know that it was like different than what everyone else is doing. Um, they, what people always say about him is he has the highest ceiling in disc golf. Like his, when he's playing at his best, putting and, and, and throwing, he could beat anyone. But putting it, he doesn't, he just doesn't put it together as, as well as some of the other guys do. Uh, the commentators were saying that a shot a hundred feet shorter would have been a great long shot. A hundred feet shorter. Uh, 3309 Vinny. I think this is his second throw. I wasn't sure. And I was running out of time, so I wasn't going to rewind it. I think it might be his third throw. Okay. Yeah, because he's coming into the basket on the par five and comes up a little short. So that should be his third, and he's going to have to have a little putt out from there for birdie. Okay, so now here's the deal. Does he, if you're behind a tree, do they let you like move three feet out from around it? Like, what's the deal here? Watch 34 Calvin. How do you get around this tree? Look at all, like that putt went behind the tree, and now all of a sudden we're going to see him throw, and he's not behind the tree. So the disc is behind the tree, and he's standing behind his disc. You get up to 11 inches from your disc. So he can possibly, you know, as long as he's within his toes within 11 inches, and then he can straddle out from there. And keep in mind, he's six foot five. He is? Heinberg is? Yeah, I think, I think he's six five. He's either six three or six five. Okay, so, so where his right foot is right there in that shot? His disc is right in front of it. That's where his disc was. Okay, so you can step out from anywhere, but your foot has to be basically where your disc was or within 11 inches of it. Yeah, and in this case, because his right foot is behind his disc, his left foot cannot be closer to the basket than his right foot. Calvin Heinberg, 6'5". Mm-hmm. Wow, I had no idea. No wonder he looks like that. Wow, he's way, he's way better put together than I imagined for a guy who's six. Wow, he moves pretty good. 
And there are decent, I think AB is 6'3". There are a decent number of players, the top players that are pretty tall. Crazy. Ricky Wysocki, 6'5". Gannon Burr is like 6'7 now. Eagles over six feet tall. Gannon Burr is 6'7"? I think so. What's crazy is golf, golf is a short man's game. Well, you can be short, but not, I guess, not Frisbee golf. Paul McBeth's like, I think, 5'9". You know, and most people think he's the best player he's ever played. Uh, okay, Calvin for the putt. Hole eight. And that's a really good putt. So, he, you know, he gets it on this little anizer angle and it floats back out, but it's really going straight the entire time. Like he's aiming at the center of the basket, but the angle, it's it's a really good putt. Play that a little more, Caleb, if you can. Watch how he runs now. You don't see this too often either. Look, at he's like a Labrador. Look at, yeah, what? So he's Thank been running. God, in, he moves good for six five, Brian. Holy shit, that's crazy. He's been running in putts, these long putts uh, throughout the tournament, and he just he never like he never really shows a smile. He's got just this, this very consistent demeanor of intent and and purpose. Um, but on, at this point in the tournament, he's kind of pulling away. He's still making big putts, and I remember on the flip side here, he's running back at the camera, and I just look at him. And I'm like. Yeah, no, no one's beating this guy. Like he's he's just feeling it right now. Okay, don't get carried away. Thirty-four. No, that's 12, what I was. That's what I was thinking at the time. Same hole. Joel Freeman. Don't listen to Brian. Joel's good. Joel's good. Joel's got him. Let's see Joel for the putt. Same hole. He's not going to be intimidated. Here he goes. Nope. Brian was right. Um, okay, thirty-four twelve. Joel Freeman for a putt. Uh, that's not good, right, Brian? No, it came up a little short. He's. It's happened a few times, but. You know he's beating everyone else in the tournament. Calvin's just playing at the at a higher level than anyone else on on the planet right now. Uh, hole nine. Calvin up by four, minus twenty six. Thirty six, thirty five. Freeman off the tee. Yeah, tough shot here. Tight. Title out of bounds on both sides. I think there's OB long also. Uh, you see a lot of twos on this hole and a lot of fours. Uh, short. Let's see what he does with his next shot. Joel Freeman, 3709. What's he going to do with his second shot? It looked like it was possible to get at least 20 or 30 feet closer to the basket. What's he going to do from here? No, well, he never really had a chance. I think he was laying it up. Uh, 3720. Chris Clemson for the putt. Clemens. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter. He he so he's lucky he gets time on our show. Chris Clem Clemens, Chris Clemens, the hippie. He did not have a great round on round three. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, he should have lit, lit lit some sage and wore a crystal necklace if he wanted to make that thirty-seven forty. Anthony Barella for the putt. Yeah, big putt here for AB. If he can make this, I think he can pull within one of Freeman. Freeman's had a bit of a slow front nine, and AB's settling into a little rhythm here. Guys, do you see right behind Barella there? There's a strip that goes from the screen left to right. I think that's marshy right there. That's muddy and wet, and I think that's where those crayfish also, by the way, are pushing up their, what did you call them earlier? Their towers? Their, the chimneys. Their chimneys, yeah. Crawfish chimneys. Uh, guys, uh, 
the commentators were mentioning how uh, Joel uh, Freeman, after every shot, uh, does a little chatter. He talks. He talks to himself. He lets his inside thoughts out. And that uh, Joel's not a fan of that behavior that he has, like his muttering and his talking. I didn't, I didn't hear exactly what he's saying, but I personally like that. And as long as he can, I think it's the story he tells himself about that. That's what, what's really bothering him and not his antics. So if you have, if you're, if you're doing antics or talking or frustrated or, you know, uh, and it's bothering you, just accept it. Just do it. Like, just like miss a shot and be like, motherfucker. That's it. It's fine. Just don't judge yourself and you're good. Round three, part two. I'm not Final only, line. I'm not only a uh, expert on, um, uh, Sony cameras, uh, but I'm also a uh, mental expert either. I do consulting in that either. Parenting expert. I'm a bunch of experts. Um, oh, 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 interesting. Wow. Oh, okay. Um, uh, what lenses do you have for the A9? Uh, you know, uh, dude, that, that's an insane camera. Macro lenses. My friend was uh my friend has the A7, the A9, the A6000, and the RX10 too. Crazy. Those you camera buffs. Great life. Uh, okay. Uh, we're in the final nine with uh, Calvin Heimberg. Hole ten. Show's coming to an end. This will be the completion of our fourth show. It's definitely one of our best. 416. Vinny for the putt. I heard a UFO fly overhead. Did you hear that sound? What was that? I think there was an airplane that flew over here. Oh, it sounded pretty close though. Uh, Vinny keeping Maybe the birdies alive. Yep. Yeah. Calvin's playing well. He had those two bogeys on three and four. Then he made birdie on five, six, eight, and now 10. So he's in, moving in the right direction again. Uh, oh, wow. This is an incredible, this is what a, what a trippy comment. But I, but I love it. This is like this. Is, let, just just take a moment to just enjoy friendship right here. Uh, my friend loves morbidly obese women. His eyes light up when he talks about them. He's my friend, so I listen. It's like a fucking children's book. Uh, wow, that's uh, crazy. Uh, James is on fucking mushrooms. That is incredible. What we have a good group of people here. A five, Joel Freeman, for par. Come on, come on, Joel. Trying to give Joel some airtime. Brian's like, why the fuck are you showing these shots? Just trying to give him some uh, uh, airtime, buddy. Calvin, minus five after the birdie here. Hole 11, 748. Heimberg. Yeah, I don't think we've seen this hole yet, but it's another one of these, you know, screaming line drive shots, low ceiling right at the basket. This is just, it's perfectly thrown. I mean, it's a perfectly thrown shot. Joel Freeman, 810. What can he do? Hole 11. We just saw Calvin put it within 20 of the basket. And it's just, you know, these guys are so good. There's out of bounds left. There's out of bounds right. There's a tree right in front of the basket that you have to get underneath one side or the other. Calvin throws the backhand. Joel throws the forehand. Both shots are just as impressive. He has this, this nasty turnover, that snap that we've been talking about, and he gets the flare skip, and it just digs right in there 15 feet. Joel and Calvin kill it off the tee. What's Barella got? 825. That's a great shot right there, man. That's a beautiful shot. See his yeah. arm coming through. And look, 
I remember watching this hole and I was like, this is not an easy shot. And these guys are just parking it left and right. Uh, the, by the way, I, the reason why I chose these three shots is to let you know just how good Calvin is. He, these guys are staying on him. And yet Calvin, minus 27, up by 5. 855, Heimberg for the putt. Yeah, none of these guys are too far away, but you see the flag whip in there. So just depending what side of the basket you're on, some of these putts are still a little tricky. That didn't look tricky at all. <laughs> so oh, is that a, is that a birdie, Caleb? Uh, if you let that play, is that a birdie? I didn't see I didn't see an eagle all day. By the way, <clears throat> yeah, it's you know it's a long course, so pretty difficult um, course to find an eagle on. I'm trying to check in to see if there were any at all. There was uh, a there was a hole in one, on hole 13, by a guy named Logan Porter that I've never ho- heard of before. Oh, that's a shame. I, I wish I, I need to start know, knowing stuff like that so I can pull that stuff up. I don't think there's any footage of it. Uh, nine, oh, right. 912, Joel Freeman for the birdie. Uh, at this point, I think I called Brian. I go, wow, what is going on? He goes, it's, I think it was you told me there's guys now just basically fighting for second place. Yeah, and it's actually going to end up being an incredible battle for second place. I know that you know that's not always exciting as a battle for first place, but um, that's what we end up with. Uh, Freeman for the birdie. Hole 12, Calvin, 12.35 off the tee. Uh, commentators mentioned he used a different disc every time on hole 12 when he threw from the tee, which, which I, I found bizarre. Could be just a wind. You know, he might have, if there's a headwind compared to a tailwind, he might want a different disc. And also, you know, who knows? Maybe you throw a disc on one day and you're like, man, I need like, I need a disc up. I need to go one one higher, faster than that. And then on the next day, you need to throw your overstable disc instead of your understable based on the wind. Uh, Mike Artunian, uh, fellow Armenian. I got to hang with him at the Broken Science Summit. Partied with him at Greg's house afterwards. Brian, if you come to Pasadena, a lot of Armenians there, Brian. If you come to Pasadena, I'll introduce you to some nice, uh, thick Armenian girls, and we can play the local course, uh, the first disc. Is this James's friend that likes first, thick Armenians? No, no, d- different, different. Oh. The first disc golf course ever, I think. Wow. Well, that might be the Santa Cruz course. No, Pasadena South, South, way South. The first disc golf course ever, Pasadena? I call it bullshit, true. Mike, but no, nice no, no. try. I, I might not. I just don't know. I just don't know. 11.50, Anthony Barella from Fiddy. Another beautiful shot, by the way. Yeah, really good camera work. and I, That's like a putt that he makes quite often, but uh, he's putting with the, ta- with the tailwind here, and that's going to drop the disc, and he just doesn't trust it quite high enough. We'll see if Calvin does. So this... This should start above the basket and fall into the chains. Starts it up at the band and not quite as high as I thought. Brutal, brutal. Hole 12, uh, up by five already. Easy birdie for the Heimberger. Yeah, I mean, he birdies there. Anthony and Joel both take a par, and at that point, you know, you're now you're looking at six holes to go. You have to gain a, a shot on him on every single hole. Uh, hole thirteen, Calvin up by six. Uh, we'll go straight to the putt. Fifteen, eighteen, Calvin from the putt for the putt from the bushes. 
he was in the bushes on this one yesterday. He finds himself in the bushes again. And I think, again, it's just not not really has a chance. doesn't really have a chance to make it. I mean, that's not a, that's not a putting stroke. <laughs> I need to ask you a question about a question that's about another question. Someone has a question in the comments about why you didn't answer one of their previous questions. Which question would you like to answer? Why you didn't answer their previous question? Or do you want me to go back to the first question so you can answer the question they originally asked and then we'll disregard the second question? First one. Okay, well, that's nice of you because that's really nice of you. Uh, would you use a hard or soft putter on this shot, Brian? They were talking about uh, the previous hole. Pretty interesting question, actually. I was playing earlier today. I have two hard Lunas and two soft Lunas in my bag, which are the put- putters uh, for Discraft primarily. And I've been putting with the hard ones, but I was feeling the soft ones today. So I think it's more of a feel thing than anything. There you go. Uh, okay. Um I'm going to do an in-the-bag video soon, by the way. Oh, captivating. Hole 13, Calvin up by six for the putt from the bushes. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah, and the last time he had to do that, he didn't turn it enough. This time he did get the correct turn on it, but he was way further back. And so we're kind of seeing, um, similarly to the tournament that he lost because of that one hole where he just had like five strokes over par on hole 12 and they lost in the tournament. He's now had uh, two holes, two days in a row, hole four and hole 13, where he's been way out of position. Bogeyed hole four, both days and parred hole 13, both days. I think my beard grew a half inch. The show is so long. Hole 14, 2024, Anthony Barella with the flat bill, but not gangsta, but not gangsta. Although I do think he had some ear piercings. Yeah, he does. He wears the big glasses. Got the chain. Man, that they are big dudes. Yeah, and he's had a bunch of these kind of awkward stance putts, and he just hasn't been able to find it all day on those on the awkward ones. I mean, he's playing fine, but he'd uh, want to temp- make one out of three of those. It's eleven thirty-five in Chicago. The temperatures drop below thirty degrees, and Brian's heat just turned on. Only experts with headphones on would notice that sound. 2035. 1035. 1035. Uh, uh, You're still showing Clemens at this point? Heimberg. No, I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. He's he's toast. <laughs> get, get the hell out of there. I like his headband. Uh, oh, C. Beaver's just giving him some love. C. Beaver just likes a man with long hair. 2035, Calvin for the putt. It's I gave him the wrong time code. He's looking for... Uh, He's acting cool while he looks for Calvin because I fucked his shit up. So he was in the woods on this one the day before where he had to do the basketball putt. He looks like he's about five feet to the right and he's got an open putt. God, this guy looks like he's wearing a wig. Mm. Occasionally he does cut his hair a bit shorter. It's like remarkably different. 2055, Joel Freeman, also from the bushes. Also from the bushes, but no obstruction here. So pretty much expecting to make it. If you look at the bottom at this point, Freeman's at 23, Barella's at 23. So Anthony's reeled him in. That's and not he's a good toast. Miss. And he's toast. With that miss, he's toast. A uh, whole 15. 22-15. Vinny off the so tee. They both, they both made par there. So they're still even going into hole 15. And this was like. When you say they, you mean Freeman and Barella? Yeah. Okay. And the last four holes of this card were 
it was even though Calvin had a big lead, these were really, really fun holes to watch. 22-15, Calvin off the tee. That's one of his things, that kind of shoulder roll he always does to set his posture. Big, high, spiking forehand. Is it going to get there? Yeah. And like we said, this is one of the ones that they're probably eyeing up as a birdie. Uh, 2237, Clemens, the chick magnet, off the tee. And this is the kind of guy, this guy smokes weed out of a chillum. You know what a chillum is? You know what that is? I mean, I've never smoked weed out of a chillum. It's it's like the kind of dumb shit they have in the parking lot at a Dave Matthews band. It's like you could smoke out of a pipe, you could have a joint, you could have a blunt, you could have a bong, but there's these jackass hippies that smoke out of a chillum. And it's basically like a tube, and you have to hold your hand like this in a special way and then like put the pipe through your fingers. Oh, it looks like Caleb's on it. And then you go, yeah, it's so stupid. But for some reason, it's popular with the long hairs. There's like there's like some sort of tribal feeling to it. You know what I mean? Like anyway, that you know that guy smokes out of a chill. Yeah, people, I know a, shit. I've been if around. You see, uh, if you see a woman with armpit hair, you assume she has a chillum? Yes. 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 And I have no problem with armpit hair on women. I like that shit wild. Okay. Uh, so we've just seen uh, Calvin off the tee crushed it. Mr. Clemens, the Chillum smoker, uh, cr- crushed it. Twenty-two fifty-nine. Anthony Barella getting more time on the Sevon podcast off the tee. Yeah, and all these guys have big forehands. I mean, Clemens throws the backhand there, which is a pretty easy shot for the lefties. But these guys, this is an under four hundred foot forehand, um, and like I said, they're just. Should be lining up a bunch of birdies here. Uh, and finally, off the tee, this is the last time I swear you're going to see all these guys. This is just like homage to the fact that we just watched them for two hours. 23-19, Joel Freeman. The other three guys have killed it. They call this man the alligator. They do? Uh, they do now. He looks like an alligator. He's got the forehead of a fucking, some sort of like prehistoric alligator, some reptilian. Freeman. As good, if not better than the rest. What a stud. 24-15, but let's go back to Heimberg for the putt. Yeah, so all of these guys are within 20 feet of the basket, and I think they just all knocked down their pars. Uh, Birdies, birdies, brother, birdies. Hole 15. Uh, Hole 16. Let's make this quick. 26-55. Vinny for the putt. Just a tap in, easy, easy upshot. Hole seventeen. Let's look why Chris Clemens is not in the lead off the tee. <laughs> this is a crazy shot. There's out of bounds. Like immediately to the right is out of bounds. He hits one of these trees, but you would just want it to push and then finish way to the left that tee shot. And his disc would have done that, but he hit the basically the first line of trees. And that hurts. Yeah, he's too far back now. Uh, 30 30, Joel Freeman for the putt, sitting in second place, trying to fight off Anthony Barella from taking some of his prize money. Yep, and they had gone par, par on hole 14, birdie, birdie on hole 15, birdie, birdie on hole 16, and Joel knocks down the birdie putt here on 17. Incredible shot, 30 45. Anthony Barella for the putt. What's he got? 
And most of this time we've been seeing Joel trying to keep up with Calvin. Now Joel putting the pressure on Anthony here. He makes it. So they are three birdies in a row matching each other going into the last hole. Uh, 30, 58, Calvin for the putt. Hey, what happened to Jordy? Uh, uh, let's take a pause in the um, in the uh, action. Uh, Jordy Gramillion in the house. Uh, how did Jordy do? With the, are the final numbers in? I know he was like 66, 67, 68. Brian's pivoting to another page in his computer. The CrossFit information is never more than a few clicks away. We're checking the leaderboard to see if Jordy will be going to the semifinals. Everyone, please stand up, look to the heavens, and say, Dear God, please, Jordy. Brian. I haven't found it yet. All right, fine. Sorry, Jordy. We won't know until later. I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. Uh, I'm in the middle of a golf show. I'm in, I'm 65. There's no. He's it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. 60. So, so he climbed up one. That's not good. Right. Jordy. Well, people uh, still, people well, still have to register. Five people might not register and he still might go. I've like they might go see, team or I, some shit. Right. I already see one person that's definitely going team ahead of him. That's uh, not exactly the way. Okay. Okay, let's focus on the discs here. Okay, fine. Jordy's like trying to get some escape, escapism from his fucking troubled life, and instead we've turned the eye on him. I apologize. Calvin for the putt, 30-58, hole 17. For a par, though, I believe, and hole 17 for Calvin. So that's a you know, formality at this point. This is the shot right here that I was looking forward to watching. The reason being, I was watching, I was, I was uh, watching this, and obviously uh, realized Anthony and Joel are tied, and I'm just like, this is the perfect shot for Anthony Barella. He's just gonna throw this massive spike hyzer, and I bet it's gonna stick five feet from the basket. <laughs> and then he throws this shot. Anthony Barella off the tee, hole 18. Look at this angle. He's throwing that so high, so far to the right. The basket's up there on the hill like we talked about, and he gets the full distance out of it. It's two feet away. And and just so you know, the importance of that, uh, uh, Barella is minus 26. Freeman is minus 26. They're fighting for second place. Yeah, and Joel has to watch that and then try to respond. No one on the chase card is, 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 is on their back? James Proctor went in the clubhouse at 26 under par. Okay. So they needed a birdie to separate from James. Looks like Anthony's going to get one. A Barella off the tee. Brian's happy with the throw. Let's see Heinberg off the tee. Our boy Vinny, six foot five, still growing. Looks like he could be Napoleon Dynamite. Doesn't need it here, but you you know if you're about to win the tournament, you always want to end with a little highlight. So he's going to try to stick this one close and hopefully get one more birdie. He's about 20 feet to the left, but he's pin high, so he doesn't have much elevation to deal with. 33-25, a resident Chillum smoker off the tee. Oh, you're giving like Clemens with the forehand. Actually, really cool to see the forehand on this shot. I want, and, you know, the spikes it in there, a little roll. Really, that's, that's a really good forehand. 33-40, trying to bring the money home. Joel. So he had the worst, the worst drive of the group, and he has to make this putt, otherwise he's going to fall to third. And if he misses it, he could fall to fourth or fifth. Oh, great pauses. Caleb, adding tension to the show. Freeman, uphill, no wind. Oh, that is such an awesome putt. 
And I was, uh, and I, I didn't know, I didn't think he'd make that. Um, he's had some, some easy, a lot, missed a lot easier putts than that throughout the tournament, but that was awesome. And he's obviously pretty happy with it. Salam alaikum. Uh, strawberries day one, uh, lime, uh, day two, uh, with a little bit of that jail, uh, jailhouse vibe with the stripes. Oh, top 15 in the world. Uh, Brian, you were saying the beginning show. Yeah. He's currently ranked 11th. Bad dude. Anthony Barella's ranked 12th. Bad dude. 34-20. Heimberg for the putt. Hey, what happens here if he just decides, like, hey, I don't want to play, and he just throws it off into the water? Can you just well, can you just take a can you forfeit a hole and just take a certain number? Hmm, I'm not sure, actually. Okay. Uh 34-20. Heimberg for the putt on the Sabbath. Good to go. Easy putt. He ends up shooting 10 under in round one, 13 under in round two, 10 under in round three. Uh, he was the hot round in the first round. Anthony Barella tied him in the second round, and only one player, Alden Harris, shot better than him in the third round. So pretty dominating victory for Calvin. Six-shot win when we, you know, we've seen some of the closest tournaments in the history of the sport the last couple of weeks. We know that not all the best players in the world are playing in this, but um, you know those guys are just lurking outside the top ten. They can certainly – uh, challenge him and they did for a while but at the end of the day he's just playing too good right now uh heimberg calvin Vinny hasn't finished outside the top three all season second win of the season shot a minus 33 barella minus 27 freeman minus 27 that's a tie who do they decide wins the tie and how no they just they split the money and the points wow all right uh, meaning they add the second place money and third place money together and then split that money? I think so, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, three messages in the private chat. Okay. I guess I won't read those out loud. Wow. I didn't know you guys were having that sidebar in there. That's crazy. Uh, no six-time champ. No, Brian. We didn't see uh, no Macbeth this weekend, correct? Ah, well, Macbeth's the six-time world champion. Ricky Wysocki, who's Macbeth's primary rival over the last decade and we haven't seen play yet this year, is a six-time Texas State champion winner, and I think he's undefeated at the Texas State champions. Now, they've all been in a different course than this one, but, um, yeah, so we got a new winner for the Texas State champions this year. New winner for Texas State champion. First time on the golf course. Okay. Uh, what about next week? Man, look at my hair. It looked like a lion. Why didn't you tell me I looked like? Why didn't you roar at me when you saw me? Uh, well, what about next week? The next tournament is the Music City Open, which is in April 7th through 9th. Oh, thank God. Oh, that's not next week, is it? No. We got two weeks. Oh, yeah. I need a little break. <laughs> but all the all the top players will be back for that one. And then we'll see. There's a there's a, another Silver Series after that. But then there's the first major of the year. So I don't know if we'll do the other Silver Series or not. What are we going to do um, if the semifinals fall on a weekend when there's Frisbee? Just, just We just do what we do. We just handle our business. We're professionals. We do it all. Maybe. I've already looked at that. So mm -hmm. there's a Silver Series event the first week. There's nothing the second week. And then there's uh, the Portland Open is on the third week of semifinals. So there's only one week that we would have a possibly have a duplicate. But the God. week after that, there's no disc golf. So we could just push that one a, a couple of days. God, I hope Antifa fucking shuts down the Portland one. It's like they burn the grass or do something. They sacrifice one of their own. 
on the course. That's a, that's an, that course is also on a uh, ball golf course. It's very long, a lot of rollers. You'll love it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the takeaway from today's show, the copperhead is a venomous snake that does not have a rattle. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 7 on podcast. Still no guests. You know, I want to tell you this one thing, Ryan. Do you know that there's a show called Milf Manor? Do you know oh about that God. show? Yes, it's come up in conversations recently amongst uh, some people at the gym. And I wanted to do a um, a review of it. So, like, if like every time an episode came out two days later, uh, Andrew Hiller and I, it, like, just like this show, but instead of the, like time code for the golf shots, I would have a whole list of time codes of like just shit, and then Andrew and I would talk about it. But the season's done. Huh. It's done. All nine shows are done. Do so. it retroactive. No, I I I need to find some sort of reality show that like like every week like we could that would be so weird to hear you talk about MILF Manor. I could do it for the the challenge on MTV. That's the only reality show I could do it for. It's called The Challenge. Yeah, but I don't really love the one they have going on now. We'd have to wait for like uh, a better season. All right. See you guys tomorrow. Nine hours, ten hours. Bye bye. Oh, Caleb. Thank you. You're a good dude. You like doing these shows, Caleb? <laughs>